What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad. And Miguel's muted. Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Let's there Talk Movies. Is. There he is, guys. Uh, the moment we have all been waiting for, Halloween Kills, has arrived. It is the number one movie in America right now, which is pretty friggin' awesome. Um, it's done a lot better than anybody else predicted that it would. It's racked in over 50 mil at the box office, which is incredible for the pandemic. And it beat No Time to Die and Venom Let There Be Carnage this weekend. Um, it, of course, No Time to Die came out last week and Venom Let There Be Carnage came out the week before. So it's battling the third week of Venom, second week of No Time to Die. But Michael Myers still came on out on top. So that is freaking amazing, guys. And he has continued. I think this movie solidified him as the king of all slashers. If Ooh. you can say anything else, Michael Myers is the king of slashers. So before we get into anything... Uh, this is our spoiler review and discussion of Halloween Kills, so there will be spoilers involved. Um, we'll go over all of that in just a minute, but Miguel, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm keeping myself calm right now until you see that until you see that spoiler sign come out. I'll keep myself relatively calm, but yeah, I'm ready to talk about this, man. This is you a long time it coming. In. It has been a long time coming, dude. Um, let's go over to the chat. I know there's a couple people in here. Art says, Hey, Brad and Miguel, what's going on, my man? Glad to see you. Art is, al is also watching H2O right now, which is pretty cool. Ooh. I watched H2O actually Saturday. I watched H2O, no, Friday. I watched H2O, H2O on Friday. Mm. Red Fanatic, what's going on, man? He says, Nice intro. Thanks. Yeah, I you get, give that all to Brad. <laughs> Made it myself. <laughs> um, it he also says out. he saw the movie last Friday. We actually saw it on Saturday. Uh, we actually went and saw it on Saturday, and then we saw it again last night. Um, we watched rewatched it on Peacock. So we did, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I don't want to waste any time with this. As you probably saw in the chat, um, we're starting early. We usually start at eight o'clock, and we decided we were going to start at seven o'clock because um, we obviously have a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about with with uh, with this movie. Um, and we want to hear your all's thoughts too. So if you're in the chat, please, this is the spoiler discussion. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to throw up a spoiler alert in the top corner. Um, that is so small. Did not even notice it until I was looking. I was like, oh, what's well, that? there's the bigger one too. There you go. <laughs> the bigger one. This is our spoiler review. So we will be talking spoilers. And I believe I put that in the uh, description as well. Let me double check in the description on or the title on youtube um i want to double check because i believe yes i put spoilers so yes so anybody who clicks on this stream if you haven't seen the movie you're doing it to yourself um yeah there are going to be a lot of spoilers there is a lot to talk about with this movie um so so if you haven't seen the movie just go ahead and just get the fuck out and watch it on peacock because at this point you're gonna want to hear our reviews because we both of us have some pretty interesting takes on it i'm not gonna lie we've watched it twice already i don't know brad he's probably watched it four more times since we've no, I've seen only, it i've seen it twice I've only seen okay it twice. okay so we've watched it a couple of times so we got a good grasp of what's going on and what our opinions could be with throughout the rest of the franchise so yeah there's, it's, gonna there's... Be good, it's gonna be a good spot there's going to be a lot to talk about. Art says, I saw this on Thursday night. It was very surreal. Good times. It was a good time. It was a really, really, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a really good um, theatrical experience. It was probably the most crowded theater I've been in since the pandemic started. It really was. It was pretty crowded. Like there yeah. were a lot of people in there. 
um we went in like we had to shuffle our seats a few times because like we like we didn't want to be right on top of anybody but like everybody like packed into the top of the of the theater they really did we We walked in like what 15 or 20 minutes before the movie started yeah, and there were only like, like three people in there, and there yeah, we, like it was relatively empty. I was kind of surprised by that, but then as soon as we sat down, it just started swarming, and I was yeah. like, "Oh boy, here we go!" Definitely. All right, so let's get into this. So to kind of recap, um, Halloween 2018 left me really disappointed. I walked mm-hmm. out of the theater. I remember when the movie ended. Uh, I felt like it ended really abruptly. I didn't like the fact. I of course it was before kills and ends were announced. So I didn't, um, I, I thought that was the end. I thought they, they did one last movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, I thought that was the end of Michael Myers, that he was just burning in the house and that was it. And I was really disappointed. Uh, and I expected to walk out of Halloween Kills thinking that it was going to be hands down my favorite sequel. It was going to go Halloween 1978 and then Halloween Kills and whatever the rest of my ranking would be, Um, which I'm actually working on. I don't have a ranking yet, but I'm working on that of the franchise. And I thought it was unquestionably going to be my favorite. And I walked out of the theater and I was very taken back. (laughs) I was very confused. I like. I wonder if it was a good thing though for a minute, because when we walked out of that, whenever that movie ended, and both of them, we all took our second to take a breath. I looked at Julia because I was sitting next to her, his wife, and I was like, "Wow, that was fucking something." Yeah. And then I was, I was, I left that movie theater pretty, pretty like you know, excited. And then I looked at Brad, and Brad was sitting there like this. He was just like, "Well, it just it, I it kicked me just dumbfounded for a second. I was just like, I, I." I went in expecting, and it's my fault because I had certain expectations and certain things that I really mm-hmm. wanted to see from from this movie. And I, I, I again, we didn't read the script. We we were not. I, I could have read the script at one point, and I chose not to. I didn't want to. Um, I did know certain things, but I thought I, I thought I knew certain things that were going to happen. I. Let me say this. I thought things were going to happen a certain way, and they didn't. Um, Art says, did Julia love it? Actually, Julia did not like it. She really was not a fan of it. And she loved 2018. Uh, her, yeah, I took she... her to see 2018 after the fact, like last year at the drive-in. Um, because during the pandemic, theaters were so closed. But the drive-in, uh, there's a drive-in in central Kentucky. And I took her, and she loved it. She thought it was great. Um, so she was pretty hyped to go see uh, Halloween Kills, and she was not a fan. She thought it was overdone. She thought the it was too brutal. Um, my dad, who is also a huge fan, my dad and I have seen, we saw both of Rob Zombie's films in the theater together. Uh, we saw um, we saw 2018 in the theater together, uh, and he was with Miguel and I. Him, my parents went with us, and Julia went with us, and he was not a fan either. He actually said to me today on the phone, I was talking to my parents on my way home from work and he liked Rob Zombie's films better than he liked Halloween Kills. It's a bold statement, Peter. That is a bold statement, but I I understand. All of the criticism that people are giving Halloween Kills, I understand. I think some people have gone a little too far. I, I, long story short, Miguel and I both liked it. 
I think we really did. I And I've seen it twice now. Like I said, um, uh, there were a few people uh, on YouTube, on social media that had reached out and been like, hey, you got to watch it a second time. Like you like I get what you're feeling. You have to go back and watch it a second time. Um, and I was like, all right, um, I'll go back and I'll watch it again. And I did enjoy it a lot more last night. I really did. Um, I watched it on Peacock last night. You watched it on Peacock too, didn't you? I did, but my 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 initial goal was like, okay, you're gonna sit down, you're gonna watch it, and you're gonna do more in more of a more of a critique uh, attitude walking into it. I took a Not lot just, of notes last night. Yeah, but here's the thing: I ended up just rewatching all the scenes that were which is Michael just fucked shit up. I know I did rewind <laughs> just a few got things. To that point. Um, I literally there's there's like there's. I think it was like three key points in that movie where I was just like, I just really want to rewatch that because it's yeah. fucking gold. Literally, in regards of like showing Michael Myers as Michael Myers, this movie really nailed it spot on. It was probably oh, one of my favorite incarnations of Michael Myers. I will I say, say, James Jude Courtney, I, I'm a Bravo. Michael fan. Like there was a little piece of me when the mob was beating the hell out of Michael on the ground. I was almost like... That I feel like that gif of the old man who's crying and he's like, <laughs> it's like no, it's like, like there no. was a little piece of me that was like, don't kill him. Like, it's like the, I, I like I like the character too much. I don't know where it came from. There's a there's a thing me and my friends say all the time. It's like whenever it's like beating a dead horse, and they're like, I think it's a South Park thing. I don't watch South Park, so if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. They go like, I think someone's like, I think they're killing Kenny. He's like, stop <laughs> it. He's already dead. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will With say swiggler, he does not die. <laughs> it's a weird double-edged sword because I was like, like when they were beating him up, I was like, oh, I want like I want Michael to get up and just wreck everybody. But no, but like I'll here's... tell you what, last night, especially on mm-hmm. my second rewatch, the the third act of the movie. Mm-hmm. When really when when Allison and Cameron go into the Myers house again, we're talking spoilers. If you're just joining us, we are talking spoilers. If you have not seen Halloween Kills, goodbye. We'll talk to you. Come back and watch the replay. Um, him killing Cam- really from the moment that Cameron sees Lonnie up in the mm-hmm. rafter or in the the pull down for the attic, yeah, uh, and he's stuffed up there, and Michael comes charging out of the closet. I, he was scary. He was. Michael was scary. And I think yeah. that's something that... Uh, something we need to usually take into consideration I don't, I don't, right now. I don't think of Michael as a scary character anymore. I think he's so iconic and it's, he's such an iconic... It's like Darth Vader. Like, the first time people saw Darth Vader, it was like, holy... Like, it was, yeah. it was like, wow. There's... But they're so iconic at this point and mm-hmm. they're so well-known that it's hard to be afraid. Yeah. But Michael but killing here's... Cameron was like... It was brutal. Wow. And it was almost as if like there is there's a meme that I keep I saw around on like, you know, on the Facebook page that if you guys if you guys are Star Wars fans and you've seen Rogue One, you, you remember what happens like at, at the end of Rogue Rogue One whenever all the rebels are trapped in the hallway and then we get the infamous oh, yeah. Darth Vader scene. It was literally like Darth Vader entering with the lightsaber uh, activating and they said it said Michael Myers and all the screaming rebels was Hattonfield. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much what happens. I mean, Michael Myers really does get wrecked. There's literally like I could reference like to another thing from Star Wars because this the most famous scene that I have right now or the most popular scene I think of in that movie was whenever uh, when Karen 
uh, sneaks uh, Michael Myers into the into like he gets him into a trap, mm-hmm. and everyone is over here. It's which, by the way, Sheriff uh, whatever his fucking name is Barker. That ha- yeah, when he makes that fucking comment, it's Halloween. Everyone's good for a good scare. I was like, shut the fuck up. You're about to die. In like, oh, do you minutes. mean Bracket? Do you mean Bracket, the actual yeah. sheriff or the older sheriff? The older sheriff. Oh, see, okay. I did. I thought you yeah. meant Barker. Well, when Brackett said that, I was like, that's the cringiest thing I've ever fucking heard. Well, but... that's a callback because he says that in the original. He says okay, that. fair. When he's kind of being like weird and pervert. Hello, Laurie. Like yeah. when he says that or whatever, when they bump into each other. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, but for moving forward, it was that scene right there where like Michael Myers is already unmasked and he's literally, he had the masses on the floor and he's literally about to go get fucking wrecked by the mob. I love how Michael Myers just said, looks to his left, looks to his right. And he basically pulls like a Mandalorian thing because in the Mandalorian, he gets trapped by a bunch of stormtroopers. The stormtroopers are like, you might as well give up because you're you're it's literally five to one. And the Mandalorian literally says, I like those odds. And he just goes <laughs> and wrecks shits up. That's literally yeah. what Michael said. He says, all right, I like the odds. So he literally throws on the mask and just goes ham. Obviously, he gets yeah. his ass kicked. But I think it was yeah. really cool that they let him like. The way he looked side to side at the end, and he kind of like looked at all of them, and he we saw his face too. Yeah, I actually paused. We it finally did, point. and really? I know we're kind of being really broad. We're gonna break down. Uh, we're gonna break this down like every little faction of this movie here in a few minutes. But we saw his face, and I paused it. I rewound it and paused it when because he looks he looks to one side, and that side of his of his face is burned, like Small. his skin is burned. Yeah. And then he looks over and you can see where the bullet grazed his cheek. And when he goes to put the mask on, you see from the original where his eye is scarred over from where Laurie mm-hmm. stabbed him in the closet. His, I mean, it's just, it looks really, really good. Um, and then of course he puts the mask on and then it's all hell breaks loose. But um, kind of going back to what we kind of diverged there for a second. Uh, no, it's but, fine. It was just our initial things that we literally that caught my eyes, which yeah. is by far like this, this movie really had a lot of great moments for me as a non-Halloween fan. Yeah. I mean, James, I don't know. James Jude Courtney is arguably my, f- I think he is my favorite Myers. And it's mm. funny because Myers is a character that I love so much. Like he's like, he's my favorite movie villain, but there was a point when, when he leaves Cameron, when Alan, when Allison is screaming at him and he like looks at her and kind of does his weird cocks his head thing. And he's coming down the stairs and he kills Cameron anyways, like just to like, just prove to a point. twist the knife a little bit yeah. and prove a point. There was a part of me that was like, wow, I don't like him right now. Like I'm <laughs> like, I'm actually not rooting for Michael in this moment. And that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially for me, because especially in some of the older sequels, they almost got so ridiculous that it was like, Come on, Michael. Like, let's go. Like, I want Michael. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, they really, really put Michael out to into, be a, like a pure villain. He is a full villain. Um, he is soulless in this movie. He, oh, I mean, yeah. He is the most soulless iteration of Myers. Even Rob Zombie's Myers, because Tyler Maine did a great job of you know he was hulking, he was huge, um, he was brutal, but he had the whole he's in love with his mom thing, and it was the yeah. weird like. He tried to show Lori the picture of them as kids, and it was just like it was weird. It didn't fit. Um, but I, honestly, I, I Myers was a full-on villain, 
in this movie. So let me go to the chat real quick before we get into um, the biggest issues and the things that we like the most. Uh, my dad says he didn't think it was that good. He he really didn't. He said this dot, is coming, dot, dot, yeah. I mean, uh, the guy that got me into Myers, man. Um, Art says it was meant to be brutal, and it definitely is a very stylized Halloween film, but I dug it. It's different. Perfect way to put that, dude. Perfect way to put it. Um, James Jude Courtney is goat. Also, hey, guys, what's up? Jay Dead, what's going on? What's going on? Glad to Hi, have Hattie. you here. Uh, my mom says, in my opinion, the opening and beginning with the connection of the years was better than the ending. I told you where I think it should have ended to make it better and more suspenseful. Absolutely. And my mom mentioned this again, somebody who's relatively new to the Halloween fandom. Uh, and of course, so many people are talking about the flashback. The flashback was spot on a plus 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 yeah. plus like Christmas story. Her right plus 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 like nonstop on the board. I mean, it was perfect. You couldn't have had a better flashback scene. Um, Jay Dead says Michael came out of the closet like he just ate Taco Bell <laughs> and was looking for the bathroom. He really uh, was. He came out there with a mission. Oh my word! It was it was by far one of the biggest jump scares. I'm telling you that this year, I actually felt scared of him in that that scene. Like that mm -hmm. was actually like wow. I mean, more so than than usual. Jay Dead says, "Okay, this hit me after I watched it the third time when Karen stabs him in the back after the mob jumped him." That's when he died for a moment. Then, like Lori said, he transcends into something else. That's a really great point. Really, really, really oh, great point. That's really good insight. point. Um, so we're, we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit more. So my biggest issues with the movie. Let's start there. I want to okay. get the negative out of the way. Because there were a lot of positives. There really were. But there were also things that I was like, um, I wasn't as wild about. So I've seen so many people in Halloween groups on Facebook, on social media. So many people are talking about um, the lack of plot or the lack of story. But I disagree with that. I think that this movie was everything that David Gordon Green and John Carpenter and Danny McBride and Jamie Lee Curtis said that it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Panic, pandemonium, chaos, misinformation brutality blood guts gore and carnage like i i it was meant to be those things yeah um i don't think i i think it worked it was like you took you know like the the test screening from over a year and a half ago now where people said it's like a combination of halloween 4 and halloween 2 plus the original combined it really was it's got the chaotic nobody knows what's going on atmosphere but it's also got that mob mentality like we saw in halloween 4 um i really didn't mind the story i think the story was michael against the world like yeah. that really was the story i don't think you needed to tell any more of a story than that um, it was very much put in for its time which is something i heard that night it said where the comment was every Every movie, you have to take it for what it is at the time. You know what I mean? Like, this movie was perfect for right. this yeah. moment in time, which was, which is all about, sorry, it's all about misinformation and uh, false uh, claims and how that can affect us throughout a uh, situation. And obviously, this is probably the most accurate de depiction of what would happen in a small town if we found out a serial killer was loose in their town. Because you saw how immediately, immediately things right. went haywire with the mob as soon as there was a thought of michael myers being somewhere which by the way when we find out that 
we finally got to see one of the uh, other patients that escaped from the from the bus that wrecked. So we finally got to see one of them. And unfortunately, the poor guy is a victim of misinformation. So he yes. became he immediately became the target throughout like a m- good majority of the movie. I think like the last 20 minutes, the last 20 or 30 minutes is whenever he like actually died. Like the whole entire <laughs> movie was mainly about like where this guy was. They the mob was chasing was him. Myers. They yeah. thought he was Myers. Which, um, by the way, that so I'll I'll say my I'll say my thing that I didn't like about the movie, and which is honestly to my surprise, I was thoroughly disappointed with the mob. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty I disappointed was with the mob and how that was depicted because in my head, obviously, I went in with that list right there. I thought it would legitimately be like a mob going after michael myers it wouldn't just be like a good majority of the movie of them being upset at the hospital looking for this patient that they thought was michael yeah and i was a little upset with the fact that it was just the 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 allison group and the nurse group that was going after them it was just two groups going after michael myers i was expecting more 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 depth or more of a lineup and the mob of going after Michael. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, in my head, here's why the mob did, I, I shouldn't say the mob disappointed me. I think I had a different expectation going in for what the mob was going to be. Yeah. I actually really loved, and I actually just saw, um, was it art? Yes. Art said his suicide broke my heart talking about, um, Mr. Tavolo, I believe, is what his name was. I teared up during a few scenes. Very effective. It was one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's without his, a doubt one of the Karen most heartbreaking things. Him, yeah. And when Tommy and Brackett started to realize, like, oh, my God, that's not him. But, like, we can't stop these people. I mean, yep. it was doctors, police officers, nurses, civilians. I mean, they were just all hellbent. On, on hurting this guy and it, he didn't even do anything yeah um, he was over here he went to the hospital begging for help and instead of being instead of being offered for help he was gonna he was gonna get bombarded by this mob and you can imagine the amount of fucking fear this man probably had as oh, a mental yeah. patient anyways someone who's not in a good headspace yep. and it was damn near really frightening to see that that's what that was more that was probably a good fright scary element of what would happen if a mob just mistaken you for someone and they were going after you. That's a scary element. That's probably more scary than Michael Myers finding me, you know, in a dark alley Yeah, is a legitimate mob going after you with the intent to absolutely kill you. Right. And you have nowhere to go. Here's where I thought in my head going into the movie, here's where I thought the mob would go. I did not think about um, the, the escaped patient. And that whole thing. No one thought of that. I, I did not I, even think of that. And that was, it was brilliant. I thought mm-hmm. it was great. A lot of people saw it as kind of a misstep or kind of a like subplot that was unnecessary. I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I really thought that the mob would fail, that they would obviously, there would be all that misinformation. And I thought there would be kind of a, a come to Jesus moment where it was like, okay, even, even Brackett saying, he's turning us into the monsters or whatever. When, when the poor guy jumped off and died and the people were like, wow, like we just did this. I thought there would be a little bit more of a redemption arc for the mob because as you and I talked about before, 
it would have almost been scarier if the mob was like, okay, we're finally like, we're unified. We know who we're going after. Like we've sorted through the misinformation and then they finally go after Michael and Michael still is winning. He's still Mm -hmm. killing them. I feel like that would have almost been more effective. The mob never really that t- that group that Tommy and Karen took from the hospital and bracket yeah. when mm-hmm. they cornered him at the end and they had that whole battle with Michael. Yes, but I'm talking the collective. I thought we were going to get a Lori Braveheart moment with the mob, and it was going to be like they're going to rally together and they're going to do this. Like they're they, they end up at a, they end up at a neighborhood. Like all right, Squadron B go this way, Squadron C go right. this way, RA teams going this way, and of course and we're going for them. Michael should not... still kill them all. I mean, that, that yeah. I don't think the mob should have won. That's not what I mean. No, I just not at all. There would this be was this of... was a losing battle right out the get go. Right, because there was I a bunch of drunk fucks been. coming from a bar. Like I knew this was not going to end well when the mob started from a bar. I think and... it should have been. But my issue again was I feel like it would have been more effective if you'd have had them fail. Maybe this guy, this poor guy, dies mm-hmm. and the mob fails. But then. They, they're like, okay, Lori has that moment with them where Lori is like, it's going to take all of us to stop him. Like, we have to stop him. We have to do this. Um, we have to unify. We have to all be on the same page. And they finally get on the same page, and it's still useless because mm-hmm. Michael still kills them. Yeah. And that would have been more effective to me. But we never really saw the mob unified after that. You know no, what I mean? No, and I don't, I don't think we should have because – this was definitely going to I knew this was going to be the movie where Michael literally does not does not lose. Like there's no point in this movie where he loses. I, I had more of an epicness because in the mob. Well, the main the main reason why I didn't think that because I remember in the scene when Tommy was introduced and he was given his uh, little eulogy on the whole Halloween thing and he mentioned something about like not letting fear win blah 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 and like we have to all say like this is the end of Michael Myers. He, he cannot have a hold on us. But guess what? He comes back and his mm-hmm. presence just engulfs the town in fear. And yeah. that's something that I knew something would. That's what I knew what would happen in the movie. I knew coming into this movie, I knew the fact that the mob would immediately be misinformed, fearful, and make mistakes. And someone will have to pay the price, which unfortunately was of- that mental patient. A lot of that is on Tommy. I mean, I, I'm it sorry, was on Anthony Tommy. Michael Hall did a great job, but a lot of the stupid decisions that were made yeah. are on Tommy. And um, it was quick how they in- instigated the mob at the hospital. It was quick yeah. because well, Tommy just out of nowhere just said, we got to finish this. This is it. Evil dies tonight. That's probably the 75th time that's been said. In like and then that the movie. one... Uh, And this kind of brings me into my biggest issue the first time. And I I say the first time watching because this is what threw me off the most. Of course, Tommy in the hospital says, you know, evil dies tonight or whatever. And that one random woman goes, evil dies tonight. And it was just like. Yeah, (laughs) it was was a little little cringy at that moment. Other than being scared because there's a serial killer out in this town. Mm -hmm. What? emotional motivation do you have to be so like like up and yeah. arms you know what i mean it i would it would make sense coming from the bar like yeah it would make sense coming from the bar from all of the from that group but then like all these people in the hospital they don't right. know what's going on they don't know michael myers exactly. is out well actually they do don't they because yes, that was one that thing that i noticed do, but that's one thing i, I mean, noticed was 
I mean, the one thing I wanted to mention about like how this is probably the most accurate depiction of what happened if a serial killer was in our time was they all received like a notification of did you yeah. remember like they received a notification of Michael yes. Myers is out on the loose, which to be honest, that right there is probably one of the scariest things I could receive relatively now in our present day. You know what I mean? Like if I was just chilling at a bar and I get a notification like in the phone saying serial killer on the loose, Michael Myers is on the loose, please seek shelter. I would be freaking the fuck out. Take a look at a, take a look well, at what happened with. Uh, said, and of course we're reading way too far into this, but it probably supposed to been like, like an emergency alert. You know what I mean? Like, please, yeah. you need to go home. You need to lock your doors. But of course, then people are going, why? And of course, then you have everybody chatting mm-hmm. and texting and calling and like, and of course, like I even saw somebody in the chat. It was, you know, a lot of the people were probably the firefighters families at the hospital. Yeah. Which we, I would love to, we're like, we'll have to talk about that one next. I know. But uh, yeah, with the whole ideology of like the misinformation, the mob mentality. Yes. Did it disappoint me a little bit? It did. But did I think it was executed rather well? I do believe so. I believe this probably, I agree. That's probably what would happen if a mob decided to go after a serial killer. You would have a lot of misinformation. They would be overcome with fear and there'd be so many mistakes being made. And whenever the final mob decided to catch Michael Myers in that big old climactic battle, I knew it wasn't going to end well because you saw how fucking fearful they were. They were angry, but they were still very fearful of Michael Nobody Myers. wanted to like be the first one to like yeah. run up to him and start. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and it's funny because, you know, he, here's my, my bigot upon the first watch. And of course, I didn't, it didn't seem as silly humorful to me last night when i watched it but in the theater julia herself said is this there, a satire there were a few things it my biggest issue upon first watch was how comical some of the things came across and i don't know I, that might have just been me again i may have my expectations for like a dark gritty nasty movie may have been too high um but again like when uh I didn't mind when Marion said evil dies tonight in the in the bar. I thought that was fine. Um, but of course, even Tommy saying it in the hospital was fine. That was cool. Like he's he's emotional. And Tommy has a reason. He has an emotional reason to feel that way mm-hmm. because of what happened when he was a kid. But when the random chick in the back stands up and says evil dies tonight, it was just kind of like, yippee like who are you yeah like we're just hopping on the bandwagon to hop on the bandwagon pretty much um, i mean that's the way it is like people will follow a crowd just to follow a crowd yeah and, it's and something s- it's something my dad always says all the time he says hey if you want to be a fly be a fly guess what fly follows fly, fly follows to the shit that's basically the best way we can describe it and even a lot of the the decisions that that the mob made and some of the decisions it, it wasn't even the one liners really it was some of the decisions that people made and their actions it there came were a across lot of like, decisions in this movie and i mean i'm going to be honest with you guys a lot of there was more laughing in the theater than there was like gasping or being afraid or you know what i mean there were yeah. we laughed a lot as a collectively as a theater we there were a lot of laughs in there um when vanessa who was the nurse when michael kind of opens the door and she shoots herself everybody was like what the hell was that like i mean it was a cool kid looking back on it i'm like that was kind of cool like that it was, was a, a fun cool joke. death but there was a lot of situations like, where 
Derek, I was just like, like what? Are, what? Like, we what literally got that? like, I love Michael Myers, just even though he's like completely emotionless. But you could tell his reactions at these people's attempts to like take him down. Like that that moment right there. I mean, <laughs> Michael's in there like he the old girl got a got a forty five magnet. He got a, she got a fucking python just also down her, the barrel her. Her and Marion can't shoot. Funniest. They, they, they can't, missed every shot. They did. You can't miss with a gun like that. Love you to death, but you can't miss with a gun like that. But also, it missed Michael, and Michael was over here like. Well, did you see it? at one point when like, it shows wow. him in the car? Because it pans to to Vanessa, and she's taking shots at the car, and he shoots. She shoots the window out, and she takes another shot. And Michael goes, "Yeah, he he didn't even he didn't like really flinch. He just went." Yeah, like it didn't really bother him as much. I was like, oh my God, Michael really does not care whatsoever. Yeah. He thinks these people are completely dumbasses. And yeah, you were you were confused for a second to how she died. I knew right from the get-go how she died. You're like, well, Wait, how it did just, she die again? I, I I realized how, but it took me I was like, did that just happen? Like, did did he just like make it ricochet and like turn her he, hand? Like Yeah, he's so just turned awkward. her hand, I guess. Um and of course, that opened up to what Lindsay was able to do. Also, something that I loved, Kyle Richards. She she was one of my favorite characters. Lindsay is. One, I'm so glad that Lindsay survived mm-hmm. because Lindsay was one she of my. She understood. Favorite characters. Yeah, she understood the she, the magnitude of this in the, of Michael Myers. She understood, but she also had. I don't know. Kyle Richards did a really really great job. And the rest of the cast did too. I don't say that to put anybody else down at all. Uh, but Kyle Richards was standout to me. And of course, I'm really happy she survived. I almost wish she would have had more of a role, which I guess if she would have had more of a role, there was a better chance of her dying. Yeah. Um, but her chase scene, there was a lot of suspense. It was it was good suspense. It felt like a Myers chase scene. Um, hearing his breathing... Uh, when he it was, was a far kind of more... like just turning his head yeah. and looking around for her, I thought that was really creative. Um, it was a far more suspenseful chase scene than Karen. Oh yeah, and Michael, which I thought was pretty, pretty like I didn't. Which was, it was pretty suspenseful too, thinking that uh, Karen was like I. I thought that was going to be the moment Karen was going to die. Obviously, that didn't happen at that time. But <laughs> uh, that was a pretty suspenseful right there. I was like, oh shit, it's about to go yeah. down between uh, Michael and Karen, but. Yeah, with Lindsay, by far, she was the one that I understood the most as regards of like her understanding of her understanding of Michael Myers is like legacy and his like power and dominion or he has over this town. It's insane. Yeah. And Michael, because he she had a she had to convince those like rowdy fucking kids about like Michael because they were, were just chilling with Michael for a second. And Lindsay had to like put it put it in perspective. He was like, listen, this guy will really fuck you up. Her portrayal felt serious. Like it yeah. felt her character felt a little bit more serious than the others. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. She um, was the, and I, I say that of fear itself. Yeah. Most I don't likely, say that yeah. as in, Oh, Tommy was a waste or Marion was a waste. I don't mean that at all. I, I liked those characters. Um, another line that a lot of people have a huge problem with. I loved it is when Marion says, Hey, Michael, this is for Dr. Loomis. I was, I loved that line. I thought it was really cool because she, she says, this is for Dr. Loomis. And like Michael kind of looks at her and she cocks it and nothing happened or it just clicks. And he looks at her like, 
Yeah, I bet it is from Loomis. He couldn't do it either. <laughs> like, like it just—he—he he gives her kind of a look, like, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's very, that's very Loomis of you, darling. So. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, we could talk about Doctor Loomis too. I feel like that's probably one of the most uh, well, we're important moments of the movie as well. So let, let's kind of move into the things we liked. Okay. Um, and obviously. The thing that I think everybody, whether they adored the movie or whether they hated the movie, agree on is the flashback. Yes. This flashback was surreal. It really was. It was really refreshing. And it felt like I was watching the original like Halloween. I felt like I was watching like 20 extra minutes of yes. the original Halloween. It was yes. really spot on. And my only gripe with that, if I don't know if you noticed, but this is after Loomis shot Michael like six times in the chest, right? Mm-hmm. Where were the bullet holes on now, Michael? Now, I know that's, that's nitty-gritty. That's probably too, that's which... nitty-gritty stuff, but I mean, if you, like, if you're going to make a movie based off the original, you have to, you have to be nitty-gritty with the continuity. I and saw, that was a pretty um, big continued error right there on their part. I saw that somebody had... What, did he go to that hardware store and get another pair of overalls? Is that what you're telling me right now? <laughs> he he, ran, that he ran down there again. Yeah. Uh, I saw where somebody kind of took a freeze frame and zoomed in. And there are little, like, you can kind of maybe see bullet holes. Mm-hmm. I don't We're not. I don't I'm not know. nitpicking, it, it but didn't... that was just something that I, I noticed. And I was like, wait, yeah. this man got fucking six shot to the chest. <sighs> right. And uh, you don't see it. <clears throat> Aaron Armstrong, who played Michael in the flashback, did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. The mask looked incredible. It did. It's the best H1 mask we've ever gotten in any movie. Even Halloween 2, which was the original mask, I feel like this mask looked more like with the the castle stretch. It looked like it had the way he moved. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it screamed H1. The only thing that I think I may have done a little bit different, and of course I'm really... I'm not a filmmaker. I'm nitpicking. I'm being a greasy fan. Um, is maybe even if they would have added a little bit of uh, of grunge to the picture quality to make it almost look like the original film would have. It did. If that makes sense. Degree. It did, but it, it still turned, looked modern. It still it had that the modern to it. I I could I can definitely tell between the quality of the flashback to what we got present day i could tell the difference between one another yeah and i liked that a lot i got i love the vibe of it it looked more uh misty and murky so to speak in the flashback which i totally get as compared to halloween kills which is supposed to be like fire and chaos now yeah did you, you get like the difference that right that flashback was, had with that one there was there was definitely like a color grading difference between mm-hmm. the two of them um the Myers house, even the Myers house, mm-hmm. everything from the dog, like seeing the dog was kind of cool. There's a dog in here, uh, seeing them kind of creep around the kitchen. Uh, and of course that was a lot of foreshadowing for them opening the closet. That was foreshadowing is, to when Cameron and closet, man, everyone, almost everyone, every scene I had in the Myers house always for, checks that closet first. I'm like, guys, we know for a fact, Michael's not in there. He's definitely not in there. There's no way in hell he's going to be in there. And Um, yeah, I loved when Michael came charging out. I mean, he's just like, like, and he slams him up against the wall. Michael Um, is in his element when he's in his house. 
he, he is, is unstoppable. He really is. Yeah, I I felt for Hawkins in that scene too with his partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about I, that I really... right there? That that one that one really caught me off guard with the fact that it... Hawkins could have been the one to let it all end. And yes, for him. Well, to... do you mean do you mean when Loomis went to kill him? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and that... I go on. I I need to. It was well. The fact is, I get why Hawkins did it because they gave uh, what's it called, exposition between him and his uh, right uh, partner in regards of like they had gave us some backstory to Michael, saying like he was just an awkward kid that stared outside the yes. window and shot wings off the flyers or whatever. And I guess it made sense for Hawkins to not want to do that and not let some random stranger in a brown trench coat fire five more shots into his head because. Hawkins was thinking this is just this is one of our residents that needs to be taken to custody. Like yeah. he needs to be he needs to be tried. It's very Batman-ish. It's like he needs to be tried, blah, 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 well, blah. And Hawkins even said like he couldn't help but feel like there was somebody's baby under that mask. Like he yeah. felt like there was a person under there. Um let's Terrible talk Loomis mistake. because of course when when Hawkins goes to run down the stairs after Michael, we see Michael just and I love that scene because and if you notice, I somebody pointed this out today. If you remember back in H1, when Loomis first meets Brackett and Michael drives behind Loomis when they're downtown. Yeah. Which or, is and, or, no, 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 no. It's actually when Lori and Annie pull up to talk to Brackett and she's like, what happened? He shouts too or whatever. And Brackett says, oh, a couple of kids broke into the hardware store. Yeah, but all they yeah. stole was a couple of Halloween masks, some rope and a couple of knives or whatever he says like that. He was strangling him with rope. Did you notice that? Yeah. I didn't. That. I, that didn't dawn on me the first. I had to watch that. It's actually, I did, I, somebody posted that on Facebook today and I was like, holy crap. He's great. He, that's rope. He's strangling him with rope. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really liked everything they did with the flashback. Uh, uh, seeing flat, Hawkins but... look down the stairs and Michael's just walking out the door. He's just like going down the stairs and he's leaving. And then, of course, you hear Loomis. Loomis. What do you Loomis. think of Loomis? Did you have you been catching up with what's going on with the post? They've been posting all of the pictures yeah. of of the prosthetics. Chris Nelson for... posted those. Yeah. Holy shit. And he Bro, said Christopher Nelson what? said that it is all prosthetic. He said they did not do any digital. Yeah, stuff to this guy. This looked this looked way better than again. Then again, these movies are a while back now, but this is way better than Paul Walker's uh uh movie and the way they did him. This was way better yeah. than General Tarkin and and uh, Rogue One and Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. This was by far way better. It was uh, perfect special effects and creating someone who had passed away. Yeah, it was spot on. Uh, my thing is uh with Doctor Loomis. Again, I'm not one to um, – I'm still – I can't still claim myself as a Dr. Loomis fan yet because I haven't watched the rest of his movies. But I thought – I in my head, I was thinking, is what Dr. Loomis did whenever they finally catch Michael out of character? Whenever he finds a Hawkins and he's like, did he kill again? Did he kill again? <coughs> I was like, What? Bro, just take those shots right now. You I just, think you just took you just dumped the whole clip in him and he's still standing. No, don't even question that. Just go for it. I think Loomis looked incredible. You could mm. not have done a better job. Could not and have again, done a better job. Even not, not only with Loomis and the masks, 
But even all of the prosthetics and all of the blood and the gore, Christopher Nelson and his team, man, they absolutely crushed it. Award-winning mm-hmm. special effects for this movie. It was that good. Um, but I will say, and Art even says, guys, I'm sorry, I'm trying to keep up with the chat, but there's just, there's a lot. Uh, we will have a time at the end to just talk to you guys. Um, Art says he thought Loomis looked very convincing. He really did, man. Loomis looked unbelievable. Um, In my I, head, I was thinking, I was like, why doesn't, when knowing that that happened, I was like, why not keep Loomis in here then? If the fact that that special effect could have kept them in here. Well, I, I think I, they didn't it, want it to be too much because if yeah. you, if it's, if the whole flashback would have been Loomis, there's more opportunity to screw it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. To make it, then it, there might be something where it's like, oh, that wasn't good. I will say I, I wasn't a huge fan of, of Loomis's lines. I thought it was strange. Um, like Don M what's going on. I mean, he says, officer, officer Hawkins, did Michael kill again? Like, yeah, that. I just, I feel like that wouldn't have, again, I think at that point, Loomis would have been, as soon as he, he would saw have been Michael on a mission. walk out of the house, I think Loomis would have been unloading again or yeah. tackling him or yeah. Loomis would have been on him like white on rice to kill him. Like, I don't think I, I think the cops probably would have been trying to stop Loomis at that point because Loomis was just I, I feel like that would have been Loomis's M.O. Not to run behind Michael and get in between him and the cops and be screaming at the cops upstairs, but also trying to keep track of him like it, it felt strange. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I agree. And I guess that's well, I'm glad we're kind of on the same page of that, because, again, I didn't know Dr. I don't know Dr. Loomis all that well. I don't know his character arc all that well i'm only based off of uh rob zombie and the original halloween and 2018 with what we heard in the audio clips like i only know that line that much of dr loomis and coming from that alone like dr loomis is like main objective was to end michael myers like there is no sense of Dude, helping him seen, whatsoever you've seen nothing yet There's that's why like... i'm so excited to do this purely and simply evil show and really get into these sequels because yeah, the you the haven't seen the, the you haven't seen me right crazy Loomis, Loomis. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, okay. So yeah, we all can agree that Doctor Loomis's character was kind of out of place in the flashback. Still very emotional, and I don't think his gripping. character was out of place. I my only problem was the lines. The yeah. only other thing with Loomis that I was kind of like, maybe, maybe it's something, maybe it's not. Uh, later on, when Hawkins says that like he pushed Loomis's arm up to stop from shooting Michael. Mm-hmm. I almost Loomis's face when he had the gun pointed at Michael's head, Loomis almost looked like he low key didn't did not want, want to, do to it. shoot him. Mm-hmm. And that is surely not. That's definitely not Loomis's MO. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I, and I do think Loomis cared about him to an extent. I, I always thought that Loomis cared about Michael, but I think he cared. It's almost like when you have to put an animal down, I think it's almost like he, he deep down, he does care about him, but he knows that there's no saving him. Like there's no, there's nothing. It's like when he says there was, I met the six year old child, you know, blank, pale, emotionless. There was, he was told there was nothing left. Like he knows deep down that there is nothing Mm -hmm. human left to Michael. It's all. insane how way ahead, how like 
how many steps ahead Loomis was. Yeah. Even when he was a to kid. Those, yeah, compared to Hattonfield. Like, Dr. Loomis was honestly yeah. thinking, he was like, dude, put this thing down. I don't care if he's eight years old. Put him down. There's well, nothing and, we can and say. And Marion even says it. Like, there's, you know, Marion says in the bar, uh, you know, nobody listened to Dr. Loomis. Like, Dr. Loomis, like, tried to convince people and tried to, like, he knew what he was. Or mm-hmm. she says uh, he knew a killer when he saw one. Like, he, like, Dr. Loomis, there was just something. He was that Van Helsing to Dracula. Loomis... Loomis, of course, Lori is now, but of course, Loomis is Michael's Van Helsing. Like, Mm -hmm. he always will and forever will be. And of course, Lori has taken on that role, but I think it's still different between Michael and Lori. Um, Art says, when does Purely and Simply Evil premiere? Well, Art, that that watch-along we did of H78 and H18, uh, we counted as the very first episode of Purely and Simply Evil. Um, so, yeah, go check are, that out. We are going to do uh, another episode of that very soon. We're working on that right now. It's just it's a scheduling thing right now. Um, there's just been a lot going on. So, but we are going to do that. I think we might even do. We might try to do a couple more Halloweens before October's up. Maybe do Halloween too. Um, that'll that'll be good. Yeah, and so. also we we have some big things coming up this weekend, so we'll definitely have to do yeah. a couple of extra videos just for the sake yep. of. Uh, Definitely. Evil, so. Yeah, it'll you, you'll definitely start to get um, purely and simply evil on a more regular basis every once mm-hmm. in a while. Yeah, Art, I knew he was there, Miguel. Art was there like the entire time on the watch along. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> he yeah. was there. I figured he was. So, yeah, yeah. So that that kind of acted as the first episode, but we will start to do more and more of those. Art, uh, we promise you. Um. So yeah, the flashback was incredible. Um everything from the freaking cobwebs in the Myers house was on point. You know what I mean? They, they couldn't have nailed it anymore. And that was all done on a soundstage. If you look at the behind the scenes pictures, I actually have kind of a, you can kind of see a little bit here. Uh, This is kind of on the front lawn of, of the Myers house. Um, You can kind of see how it's a built, you know, it's a soundstage. It's not, you know, it's not, it wasn't an actual place. Uh, Art says that feels like it was months ago. Yeah, dude, it feels like it was a while. It was only two weeks ago. But it feels like it's been longer. Um, so let's kind of go through a couple different beats of this thing. Um, I, my, I think that the movie overall, and I meant to say this earlier, I think that it would have benefited from being about ten minutes longer. Yeah, and not not tacked on to the not ten minutes tacked on to the beginning or ten minutes tacked on to the end, interspersed throughout with some more dialogue, some more uh, some more character moments i don't necessarily mean things happening i mean you know a moment between tommy and Lindsay. um sneeze uh a a moment between um uh lori and bracket maybe because lori and bracket never really interacted lori and Lindsay never really interacted really the only legacy characters that interacted were tommy and with that inter excuse me that interacted with Lori uh was Tommy and Lindsay or uh Tommy and Lori. Yeah. That was really you it. Know, Nobody else really interacted with her. Marion didn't, Lindsay didn't, Brackett really didn't. Uh Tommy was it. And it was really the mm-hmm. only point when Tommy runs in is like, You protected me 40 years ago when I was a kid. I'm gonna he's not gonna get you. I'm gonna protect you. But like, what do we do? I thought that was kind of funny too, because Tommy's yeah. like, I won't let anything happen to you. And then he's like but Lori, what do we do? 
Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it I was, don't know what to do. My best, my best, uh, my best analogy for that is pretty much like, say the A team has to take a break and then they slap in the B team. That's pretty much what that movie was. It was pretty <laughs> much like uh, the A team had to be benched, so that was Hawkins and Lori and everyone else in there. And then the B team Lori's was like Tommy, Karen, yeah, the starting lineup. And then the B team had to come in and this movie. And guess what? They get absolutely marked. So now. The A team has to come back in at the last at the last uh, at the last quarter, which is Halloween ends. That's my well, best. It's funny because she that. even gave him that little like when Tommy goes to run out of the room, she goes, "Go get him, Tommy!" <laughs> she even said it to him, like, "Please go get him." Yeah, uh, exactly. It's it's, it's hilarious. Now bring on Resident Evil, dude. That's going to be one of the next big ones. Yeah. My mom says more Lori. Let's talk about that for a minute. Jamie Lee Curtis killed it. And she See? was only in the movie for like eight minutes. Yeah, but I think Jamie Lee Curtis was my favorite character. It felt like it, e- even the scene of her and Hawkins talking, and you can tell that like. That's where that, that's where that picture came a, from. We finally knew what happened between uh, Lori and yeah. Hawkins. Yeah. Like they had a little bit of a romantic thi- thing in the past. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that scene. I, I thought there was a lot of emotion. It felt I've never felt like even in H2O, even in um, even Halloween 2, it does because of course in Halloween 2 she's doped up, she's in the hospital, um, she looks a little bit different because of course Halloween 2 was filmed in 1980 or 1981. It came out in 1981, mm-hmm. so I mean it was three years later. So she, Jamie Lee Curtis looked a little different, but I don't know. There was something about when she's laying in the bed talking to Hawkins. And they're kind of talking back and forth about like, you know, when they kissed each other and talking about, you know, he, he makes the Ben Tramer joke and uh, just little things. I felt like that was the 60 year old same person that we saw in the original. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I felt yeah. I've never felt like it was the same Lori, if that makes sense. I just it really... It, it, I don't it, know. It, it really, there was something. It just it, it definitely, felt like Lori. It human, a humanizer. It brought her back to like you know the old innocent, uh, the young innocent uh, Lori Schrode that was attacked by Michael Myers. Because since 2018, all we got was PTSD ridden drunk right. Lori. That was she was drunk half the time in the first yeah. one. Like you just know, on a mission. And then when Hawking comes in, she, she goes back to her teenage years where she just she forget. She I'm pretty sure she forgot all about Hawking's. Until she finally saw Hawkins, and it brought her back to like her time of full vulnerability. Like she was as well, vulnerable as you could expect. Whenever him and Haw- her and Hawkins had that uh, little moment of uh, intimacy, so it was she, it was a real surreal moment to bring Lori back down to you know definitely not a big leader, but just like you know as a human being who's trying to take down this supernatural uh, force of nature right here. And she even kind of laughed. You know I mean? and, yeah, she laughed and she giggled and she looked she looked like little bits of happy in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, she, usually, looked, she looked happy for a moment. Again, in 2018, it was like, I mean, she was either drunk half the time or she was angry or you could tell well, that forcing she... Forcing Allison to go to Mexico? She, like, she, she, was, <laughs> she was everywhere. Like, she's so hardened and she's so... Mm-hmm there's so much like pain behind her and i feel yeah. like seeing her laugh it was kind of like wow like i i like i want to see her laugh you know what i mean mm-hmm. um art says they were cute together i hope they get married and ends i would i she gone die i don't know i don't know i don't know she gonna die uh indy phantom says that i'm glad there wasn't much lori i don't really get why she even needed to be in this one except for some exposition man i Fair. loved i loved lori in this movie 
I liked Laurie in this movie more than I did in 2018. I don't even know why, but I just, it felt more real. Like it just, Mm -hmm. it felt, it felt legit. It felt true. It felt original Laurie. My mom says it's only a paper cut. (laughs) When she said that, it was a, it it was like a Monty Python uh, reference. Whenever like the black Knight gets like cut off, he's like, just about a scratch. I could yeah. still go and whatnot. So yeah, it was funny for me because like when he said, when he heard that, I was like, oh my god, that's a golden right there, Lori. Yeah. But oh my goodness, uh, Lori still, even though we got like a very like vulnerable side of Lori, we still got some badass moments when she oh, literally yeah. just need a gentleman right into the torso, despite opening up her stitches. I was like, Whoa. I think I think my favorite Lori moment in this movie is when she find when Tommy and Karen run in the room and Tommy's you know doing his whole you know 40 years ago you protected me now I'm going to protect you he's not mm-hmm. going to get you like you will be okay or whatever and she realizes that Michael's alive and she kind of has her little panic attack and Karen says you you know you had a knife in your stomach like you can't like you have to stay here like you can't go you can't and Lori like grabs her clothes or whatever and Karen's blocking her and she what is she, she says like you're going to let me go. I'm the one who has to kill him. And then she says, now get the fuck out of my way. And yeah. I was just like, I was that like, ass. that's Lori. Like that's mm-hmm. the Lori that I want. You know what I mean? Um, and then she got sidelined quick. And did you as notice, as- I noticed this last night, Miguel, and I'm curious if you did, there's a line right after Lori stands up and she, she's putting her shirt on and she's changing and she has the knife. Um, she says, it has to because Hawkins is watching this go down too. Yeah, and Hawkins even Hawkins is kind of looking at her like he like he knows. You know what I mean? I think he yeah. gets it. He knows. Um, I know that Lori's the one that needs to. It, it's he. To there's die just with something Michael. he knows that it's gonna come down to Lori and Michael. Like it mm-hmm. just it's meant to. It's fate. It has to. Uh, and I think she there's a line where she says something like. If he takes, if he, what does she say? I think I wrote it down in my notes. Let me, um, uh, she says, let him come for me. He'll take my head as I take his. Yeah. And I'm almost like, that's foreshadowing, man. And that goes back to what I've said all along. I think this is going to end with Lori and Michael killing each other. I think nobody, I think that entire mob could have take could have all did whatever they wished to him. And I think he'd still survive. I think Lori is the only person that is meant to kill him. The plot doesn't allow Michael Myers is. to die. The writers, that's why, <laughs> that's why Michael hasn't died. Cause the writer said, Nope. Is it, is it Lori doing the, making that slash? Nope. Okay. Yeah. He still lives. Is it Lori making that shot? Nope. He's going to live. <laughs> Halloween best kills. It. What's going on? Um, so yeah, man, I, I loved that Lori moment. Um, oh, I have it written down. She says, well, the, oh yes, because Karen says, um, there's a there's system, a, there's a system for this. Like you have to let the police handle this or whatever. And Lori says, well, the system failed. Now mm. get out of my way. And I was just like, the system did fail. <laughs> you like, remember I made guys. I am proud like, to say just like, let's go. Yeah. I am proud to say I got like a quarter of the theater to laugh in that theater oh about God. the system failing because whenever, <laughs> whenever, uh, what's his name? The sheriff, the main sheriff, when he's like, Parker. Pushed, 
Barker, and then he's sitting there in, in the in the steps. He's just like so fucking defeated. He's like, "What the hell just happened?" And as he as that scene showing, I literally like said, "It wasn't wasn't that loud." I was like, "I just said I was like, oh, it was, was loud. This it was man loud enough where people, yeah." Heard it. I said, "I said this man ain't getting reelected." And Brad told me he said like at least four levels looked up, and they're like, "I'm not kidding you." The entire top level of the theater turned around because Miguel goes, "He ain't getting reelected." The entire theater like erupted in laughter. That was one of that was like the funniest thing that happened the entire night. He's not getting reelected. <laughs> this man For really real, fucked though, up. He, he is a up. terrible sheriff. Yeah, he 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 literally could have stopped uh, Tommy from instigating that riot. He could have uh, placed a martial law to a certain degree yeah. and held everyone down, but he didn't. He just let the shit happen. Matter of fact, I don't know where was where was he trying to go up the stairs. What was he trying to do? Nothing. He wasn't trying to do anything. I think he was actually trying but to kill even, the Milton patient too. Even in uh, even in Halloween 2018, yeah, he uh, when when Hawkins is like, to... he's, he's like, look at like Michael Myers. Like, do you know this name? Like, this guy's escaped. We need to watch out for him. He's yeah. dangerous or whatever. And he goes, well, "What are we supposed to do? Cancel, Cancel Halloween?" Halloween. <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, you are. It ain't like, Christmas. It ain't the Fourth of July. You like, you can't cancel those. But Halloween, you can cancel that one. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, so yeah, I thought that that was kind of foreshadowing when she said about you know he'll take my head as I take his. Like I just mm-hmm. I, I, that stuck out at me because I really have a feeling that that's how you end the entire thing is for the two of them to kill each other. Um, uh, we we already talked about like a lot of the pandemonium at the hospital with. Uh, with the other Smith Grove inmate and the whole mob thing. Um, I really liked Lori, uh, Lori and Frank when they had another moment towards the end of the film when, you know, when, when we get the exposition that Frank stopped, Frank pushed Dr. Loomis from shooting Michael. Mm-hmm. And Frank says it needs to die. Like it needs to. And she, Lori says it needs to die. And I'm the one who has to do it. I was like, God, I love her. Like she just something about her in this movie, man. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like I just I want more of that Lori Strode. Like that confident but emotional. I just I want that, man. She there was something about her. She was my favorite character, and she was in the movie less than anybody. But she was my favorite character in this movie. She really yeah. was. Would you rather have her more in the movie if that was a, if that was the Lori no. you were gonna get, or are you okay with like? I- her being sidelined. I'm okay with what we got because I think like she was sidelined. They had to bench her for this. Yeah, one. they had they had to bench. They the had to throw team, the man. B team in. Yeah, varsity was done, and they had to throw in the freshman team now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's how it went. And unfortunately, so they so like they got it. They got a good lead, and they said, "Okay, okay, B team, you can go in, finish the job." And they're like, "Oh shit, now we're down three points. Okay, A team's got to go back in. We got to go in. Yeah. We got to do something." So I, I think this will be interesting to see how Halloween ends comes into play, but we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I want, I would love to talk about like the younger generation in the movie, like Allison and Cameron, how well, well were they of, written in the movie? That's kind of where we're getting is to the point where, uh, where Lonnie and Tommy and Allison kind of go to the, my, when they stumble mm-hmm. upon, you know, to- Lonnie's got the, the, um, the map and he's like you know if you track from Lori's compound to the older couple which we haven't even talked about all of the kills yet in this movie yeah. we haven't we have a few things we haven't gotten to yet um you know to the people down the street from Lori to 
here to there to there and he's like it's a straight uh, line john and little john he's going home i know we haven't gotten to big john and little john yet uh you know when he says we're going home i actually i hated cameron in 2018 i thought he was a douche which i think everybody did i i ended up liking cameron and i felt awful for cameron the way he died i really did man that was tough it hit me today death in the movie for me yeah was it was it was it confirmed any in 2018 that Cameron was uh, the son of uh, yeah. Monty? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. That yeah. must have. That must have just. That must. I must have missed that because when that got when when that got entered in, and in the beginning of the movie, I was like, wait, what? I guess it makes sense. I guess that's why they should date. I guess I don't know. And you, you know, we should have thought about this in or talked about this when we were talking about the flashback. I actually kind of felt bad for Lonnie. I liked Lonnie in this movie because in the original, Lonnie's a dick. You only get Lonnie like once or twice. And of course he pushes Tommy down and breaks his pumpkin. And then Michael grabs him and then he runs away. And then you get Luma. Get your ass away from there. Like that's all we get. It's Lonnie. Like, and I I assume one of those kids is Ray. Allison's dad. I assume one of those is Ray. Yeah. Lonnie. I like that we saw Lonnie was bullied. So it was like Lonnie was coping with his bullying. Lonnie, Lonnie, you're so scrawny. Like that kind of thing. Those kids, I was like, shut up. Oh like, my God. If I was, I was a kid like... in the eighties knowing what I am now, oh my God, I would not be bullied. I was like, that's so, that whole thing that she said to him, I was like, that's so mean. Like, yeah. Like who says that to somebody? Um, I don't remember exactly what she says, but I, I really like that seeing that exposition with Lonnie too. Mm-hmm. Um, even the moment when he trips and he's like, oh, or whatever. And he leans or he like rolls over and Michael's walking towards him and he like, you know, he covers his eyes and he's like, I'm so sorry. I bullied Tommy Doyle. I was mean to him. I'm sorry. Don't kill me. Don't he was like, whatever. he was like, con- he was basically like, confess your sins before you die. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and it's just funny. I, I feel like it. Michael walked up to him and he was like, I'll allow you it. Should. I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> and he just like turns around and walks home. Like, yeah, that yeah. Like, um, yeah, that would that's a good point, Art. Art says the best characters make an impact no matter how small their role is. And mm-hmm. that's a perfect way to describe Lori, man. I felt like Lori was the strongest character of the movie, and she was barely in it. Yep. I mean, I, I felt like Lori was more powerful in this movie than she was in 2018, in all mm-hmm. of 2018. And I and I liked her in 2018, but it just I don't know. She Lori hit different <laughs> in this one. Like, <laughs> Lori hit different. Yeah, she just did. Um, so, uh, l- but Allison and Cameron. I yes. think L- let's keep going with Allison and Cameron. I think overall, yeah, they wrote Cameron in to be m- much better of a human being and uh, redemption and, and, arc. Yeah, I, but I remember thinking in my head, I was like, I remember you heard me say it. I was thinking to myself whenever uh, Allison and Cameron decided, like, they meet up in the hospital. And uh, Allison was still pissed off that he kissed uh, another girl. And then something, I guess some words were exchanged and then automatically they like reconciled. I said, oh, well, shit, that's all it takes. About him. Yeah. And you got to think Allison had just lost her dad. Yeah. Her grandmother, she didn't know if she was going to survive. She just encountered this awful dude. I mean, and that was this another thing. Dude, we didn't even, me- we, didn't even <laughs> we didn't even mention that. I loved seeing... Because, of course, you have to think in 2018, a lot of people complained in Halloween 2018 that Allison and Karen didn't show any emotion when Ray died. But you have to think, I mean, 
they were in the depths of it. They were in they the were, thick of it. I mean, you're in like a dre- your adrenaline is pumping. Yeah. Your blood is pumping. You're afraid. You're just trying to make it. You're not even thinking straight. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I love that when we got to the hospital, Karen really, like when she was washing the blood off of her wedding ring, Yeah, it really kind of like sunk in that her husband was gone. And Allison, like... When that Lonnie was the adrenaline was wearing about, off, like, and she was actually like gathering what the fuck just happened. When Lonnie and Cameron and Allison were in the car, and Lonnie was like, "Yeah, we used to do peyote together," and <laughs> you know, talking about them fishing and being high, and she started crying. I really enjoyed seeing um, Allison and Karen kind of have that moment of vulnerability and of mm-hmm. uh, of kind Pure of their loss. Yeah, their loss. Like they finally, their loss really like. Hit That's him. Yeah. And it was like they were able to, they were calm enough that it was like, okay, they can breathe now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're safe. Or yeah. so they thought. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed that moment too. Uh let <laughs> Big John and Little John. Before we to start talking more, let's about talk the about Myers the extra house. characters, guys, because I love them. They were great. <laughs> Big John and Little John were awesome. I yeah. think everybody loved them, and I didn't realize. No, this. some people actually didn't like uh, Big John and Little John. They thought they were just obnoxious they, and out of place. They spent a lot of time. That was the only thing that I kind of, I was kind of unsure. They spent a lot of time with Big John, yeah. and Little John, but it was okay. I didn't mind it. I didn't. It wasn't a complaint. It wanted. It wasn't one of the things that I was like, I don't like this at all. Yeah, that I put in my notes. Um, I really feel for Big John and Little John because they literally got that house on a special deal. Great well, discount. And when they signed the, the contract, the, the fine print probably says, might get killed by a serial killer. Cool. Sign that shit away. We got this house 40% off. I'm good with that. I didn't realize this until last night, but... I also saw on the bench outside when Tommy pulls up in his car and he says, um, you know, I need some good, strong people. You know, if you're if you're not joining us, you need to go home and lock your doors and, you know, like protect yourself. Yeah. Uh, On the bench, they were realtors. Big John and Little John were realtors, which makes sense why they'd be in the Myers house. Yeah. Cause nobody wow, else. Want, I mean, nobody else wants to live in there. Like bracket says in the original, every kid in Haddonfield thinks that place is haunted. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it, it makes sense of why they would be the ones to live in there because they're like, yeah. ah, this guy's in prison. Like who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Very, uh, very lackadaisical. They didn't really see. I wonder, I, I mean, I fuck. I, I, I would think everyone got that notification on their phone. You would think they got that notification on their phone. <laughs> if I got that notification, I'd be like, big John, yeah, little John, we need to get the fuck out of here. Like well, I would Big John was pack too, my shit. Big John high was off too, his ass. He was too busy getting high and listening to uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas on vinyl. I know, right? <laughs> I like, was so upstairs. thrown off by that. And just that scene right there, which, by the way, one of the best scenes of writing was with I don't know which one it was. I think it was Little John, but when he finds a uh, Big John and he sees Michael just staring out in the window. And little John just says in the most surreal uh, voice ever, he says, Michael, you've, you, you, you've come home. Yeah. That right there was so anticipated. I was, it was so even, suspenseful. It was I like, holy shit, way, his mission is finished, so to speak. I even his goal is done. The way that, um, I loved that when he said Michael and he just kind of turned his head and he said, you've come home. And he like turned his whole body and just stood there for a minute. 
Yeah. You just got like plain Michael, like kind of not hunched over, but just his arms just kind of like, if you ever noticed his arms just kind of dangle, like they don't really, his arms just kind of dangle in front of him. Mm -hmm. And then of course you get the exterior where we pull out from the Myers house and you get the exterior of him walking towards him and you hear him scream. Also big John's death. I was like, that was one of the times that was one one of the the few times where i was like like why Mm -hmm. you know because not only he gets the armpit stab but when he pushed his thumbs and like it started squeezing i was like oh yeah like oh no that's bad like that was not good um and of course i i probably for me the most suspenseful moment took place in the myers house and that's when uh, they hear Lonnie scream, which I thought it was really, it was kind of sad. What, as soon as Lonnie said, when he put his hand on Cameron's shoulder and said, I'll see you on the other side, bud, or whatever. I knew he was dying I right was there. I was like, Lonnie's about to die. Yep. Um, and the most suspenseful moment for me was the unkillable scene, which of course is the track, which we'll talk about the score in a minute. Good Lord. That track right there. Fucking fire. <sighs> yep. Uh, when they're kind of creeping around the house. That was very suspenseful. I had genuine suspense. I was like, is he going to be in the closet? We've seen the closet three times. Is he going to be in it? Uh, yeah. Or it was like going up the stairs. Um, Allison finding them dead. I, why did she, which I guess she pulled the knife out for the extra weapon. Um, I guess. I, I guess. I'm not sure what her intentions were for pulling out the knife. <laughs> I remember my parents, as soon as she pulled out the knife, my parents went, why? <laughs> like, why? You have a shotgun. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, it was but, it was one of those scenes. It was like, which also, by the way, something we keep like, I don't know. People don't really like mention it all the time. Michael Myers is really into theatrics. Oh, He's really he into play, putting he on a show. Playful. And we'll yeah. talk about them, that in a minute because I want to go back to some of the kills mm-hmm. um, towards the end. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, but also Cameron. I felt really bad for Cameron, man. Because not only, so he just heard his dad he knows his dad is dead someone Mm -hmm. and when he sees the blood dripping on his hand and he looks up he just saw his father dead Mm -hmm. and then michael comes charging out of the he comes charging out of closet and then the unkillable uh the unkillable uh piece of music comes on which is my favorite track from the entire thing um so michael pushes him against the wall stabs him twice and then Obviously, he throws him on the ground, and that's when he like is jamming his head in between all of the the things on the stairs. And I was just like, "Yeah, that's probably one of the most gruesome deaths right there." I mean, it just bar none. Wow. Uh, And Allison got a couple of stabs in on Michael too. She got, I think, she she got three good times before he like pushed her and grabbed her hand, and he he slammed her or whatever. She goes tumbling down the stairs. Um, and of course we talked about this earlier. I, Cameron is probably the most memorable, memorable death from the movie. Um, because, because he was still breathing. It was just, it, he, it was no, just Michael, like, Michael he, just knocked the air out of him at the time. Just knocked it. Like he's like, you, you guys know if you guys have fell off a tree or like you fell somewhere and you landed straight on your back and you get that yeah. breath, you lose your breath. That was literally Cameron for like a solid minute and a half. Like he was trying to recover. And then Michael just like, nope. 
Well, it's a and, psych? I, it, and he was doing that to rub it in. And I think yeah. that's where this Michael is different from a lot of other iterations of that character from other sequels. This Michael is, is doing stuff he, out of spite. He wasn't just doing it to do it. it he did it out of spite. He mm-hmm. did it like, like he looked at Allison, like he wanted her to see it. Um, he, he got kind of playful. Uh, let, let's talk about the kills a little bit while we're here, because a couple of things. Let's Obviously, talk, let's start off with with the most and <laughs> exciting opening I've ever seen of Michael Myers in the fucking burning house, because yeah, we didn't we even talk even about that. Yet. About, we didn't talk yeah. about that scene. Uh, when the, when when he walked out of that burning house, I looked at you and I said, "This is the tone." I said, "Here yeah. we go. Here comes the bell." Well, and like, not only that, I will say, leading up to that, I loved, I loved, 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 loved the pacing. And I know the pacing and the editing kind of got choppy as mm-hmm. the film went on, but at the beginning, I loved how we started out with Hawkins saying it needs to die. We cut into the flashback, of course, giving the Hawkins expedition. Then we cut to the bar, um, and I loved that when Tommy says, "You know." This is for Lori, wherever she is. Boom. Boom. And we cut to Lori on the back of the truck, bleeding and her screaming no. And then we cut to the burning house. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was so perfect. Like that's some of my favorite pacing and my favorite editing uh, from the entire franchise, to be completely honest. I love that. Um, Some of the shots of the firefighters in the house was amazing too. Yeah. It was really, really nice. It really, they were literally walking into a failed mission from the get go. I mean, yeah. even if even if Michael Myers was not there, the firefighters pretty much knew that this house was done for. There was nothing stopping that fire. But then, when one of the four firefighters fell through the hole, and when we find out how Michael survived that, I love how he just knew where that button was. He it just went shrink, and there was Michael. I was like, well, Michael ain't yeah. stupid. He knew where to go, and yeah. uh, unfortunately, no one knew what happened. And when the second firefighter was trying to find the other, the the initial one, it's a shame that he didn't know who he was reaching his hand out hand out to. Yeah, and uh, just the way how the firefighters did not know what the hell was going on. So those two firefighters were done deal, and then everyone else was going in. They were getting their pickaxe ready to save those two, but then they hear screamings, and then the firefighters are just like, well. One Did of the things that? that I one of the things that I loved 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 about the firefighter stuff is a we saw a lot from their perspective. We saw from their perspective the getting foggy and the smoke mm-hmm. um, and the condensation and them trying to like find their way through. When he reaches his hand down and you just see a silhouette, you can't tell. I mean, we can tell it's Myers, obviously, um, but he couldn't at the time. Um, we even saw a lot of the uh, a lot of the the death scenes from their perspective, like yeah. the the halogen coming into into you know the the helmets and things like that. Um, I know with the the saw when he kind of brought the saw down on top of the other guy, we saw that sideways from another firefighter's perspective who was dying. I mean, yeah, things like that. I thought that was a really really cool creative way to show that scene. I'm sorry, um, Jamie. You definitely shouldn't have seen this movie. Uh-oh. You definitely should not have seen this movie. They yeah. those, those poor firefighters get absolutely wrecked. Which, by the way, by the way, I I've I've gone through plenty of like 
firefighters like, hey, come look at what we do and how our, our job consists of. I've heard so many like comments about firefighters, and they've told me themselves. They said that their fire hoses can peel skin. Their, yeah. their pressures can peel skin. Whatever the fuck that firefighter had was damn near comparison to a water gun. <laughs> did not do anything it to didn't Michael. even phase him he, he was just like him. non-stop a great typical, white shark walking a typical, forward like fire hose would have easily have pushed him back we've seen it in riots you know we've seen it in riots how like the how the water hoses can knock people off their asses and then you get the fucking water gun hose i was like of all the hoses you have in your hand right now for a fire, you get the water gun looking one. I was like, I, when I saw that water go out, I was like, Oh, that man's getting clapped hundred percent. I was at least hoping for a decent fight because you saw how prepared they was. They, they literally saw Michael walk out of that house with a halogen from a burning house. Each one of them got an ax old boy ripped the chainsaw up. He says, okay, fuck the fire. We're going to war right now. I was hoping for at least more of a fight than the fucking mob at the end. Well, I was expecting more of a bout between those two, but no, Michael Myers just cleaned them up like it was a fucking gravy off a Thanksgiving plate. I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa, just mopped them up, mopped them up like vomit in the schoolyard. It was like, yo, what is going on? Left and right. Michael was like John Wick dodging. Axe left and right, just going. He did too, man. Like they would swing the axe, and he was like, and then he would stab. Or he he was Michael was on it, man. For a mental patient, Um, man, what they give Michael uh, in the in the hospital, like martial arts book, (laughs) Doctor Loomis would not allow that at all. (laughs) What did he do? Did he learn jujitsu in the fucking hospital? Because my God, he walked out of that thing ready for a bout. And (laughs) those poor firefighters, man, you got to feel for them, man. They really Uh. tried. I'm well, sure they weren't prepared for anything like that at all. They probably weren't ready for Daenerys Targaryen's husband to walk out of the fucking burning house. It's my funny God. because at one point, which at one point my dad looked at me when the fire, when we first cut to the firefighters trying to make their way through the house. Uh, and when the guy fell through the floor, my dad leaned over and said, they would have never gone in that house. It was burning way too hot. It yeah. was gone. That house was gone. There is no way that they would have. Uh, that they That's would what have gone I mean. Like willingly. the firefighters walked in knowing this was going to be a failed mission, yeah. not failed in, um, their, in this perspective we saw, right. but they knew it was going to be a failed mission with the way the house was completely engulfed. I loved seeing when we get Michael kind of emerging from the the smoke. Mm-hmm. I love seeing the firefighters kind of doing their thing and getting all their gear, and it was kind of like they. They heard the screams. They were, and like, well, they heard the scream, but when they saw him coming out, it was kind of like, "That's not one of us." It was. They kind of had a moment of panic, like, "What? What do we do? What's the procedure? Like, what's the like, procedure? What do we do? What's the procedure, guys? What do we yeah. do?" And it was. You saw them, like the one guy, like he picked up his axe, and the one guy revved the chainsaw, like. I guess we're fighting. <laughs> like, like I don't problem. know what to do. Uh, one Frank, of the guys in the back of the firefighters, they were like. I don't see this in the book. This isn't in the book. This isn't in the book. Where, I don't know where what is to it do. in the book. <laughs> Frank, what's going Bro, on? Yes. Man? Thankfully, he didn't do Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes uh, really should have made a cameo a somewhere in this movie. He Buster Rhymes should have been a firefighter. <laughs> yes, 100%. Tommy, oh, it should have been Buster Rhymes other than Tommy. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. 
Buster Rhymes is the only person I know to run a fade on Michael Myers and yeah. successfully do it. Oh my goodness. Well, and I, I even kind of like that we didn't see every single firefighter's death. We saw a lot of them that we saw in the trailer, and there were a couple of extra ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but when uh, not uh, when um, Sheriff Barker and all of his deputies and the paramedics and everybody Yo, else, they really and Lori's house is burned down. We had a, a Sartain, his head was stomped in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a few different kills that I was like, oh, we didn't see that. Like, we didn't yeah. even see that one happen. Yeah. Um, I so loved yeah, how were, quick. It was crazy. I love how quick they were at. They were ready to be like announce everything. They're like, call the bulletin, call a full out bolo. Like this, yep. this is happening now. Like Michael's Definitely. is now on the loose. They yep. really set the tone. They says, find everyone, pull everyone in, get whatever county we have close to us, pull as many resources as we can. Which, by the way, the National Guard near Haddonfield slow as fuck. I'm gonna say that right what now. The National Guard. Why would wouldn't they have called the state police in? State police, National Guard, something. That would they would have came within an hour. I know this movie didn't take place in the, in a span of an hour. Took about a couple hours throughout the night. Oh, it's probably about four hours total. Yeah. yeah. The National Guard should have already been there. Yeah. But hey, I guess I guess uh, a supernatural serial killer isn't isn't National Guard material enough. I guess they're probably the call came in. They're like, okay, what level is this? Okay, we don't need to go yet. Yeah, but yeah, with the whole scene, whenever the sheriffs were coming out, it was like, holy shit. The oct, what's going on? He said it's a good thing. The firefighters and the angry mob all attacked Michael one at a time, Bruce Lee movie style. Yeah, it really was. It really was. That's one thing that I hate all the time with with uh, with these types of fight scenes, where it's like one person waits at a time. You saw that at the end with Tommy. Like whenever he kills uh bracket, Tommy just sitting there like this. He's like Tommy was that, that shell shocked. Shell shocked. We'll, we'll talk about that that those final couple of scenes at the end. Um, but we're right again. If you're just joining us, we're talking about some of the kills uh in the movie. We've talked about um Big John, Little John, we talked about Cameron, uh the firefighters. Another thing. A uh, couple of other things that struck me as strange. I liked it. It, it kind of adds to Myers' lore and kind of the the mystery of like why is he doing that. Um, I noticed with uh, Marion when Marion's hanging from the swing, and uh, and Vanessa and her husband when they're on the what's that circle thing called? I don't know. Mark, I don't know that you twirl on. Mary go um, he had candy sprinkled underneath of them. Did you notice that there was candy along Vanessa and her husband's body, and there was candy on the mulch by the swings under Marion? Like I told you, he's about that theatrics. Like he kind of got a little playful. Um, another one that kind of shocked me that didn't it? It did kind of shock me. Uh, the the couple closer to Lori's compound, which I liked. She was funny, and if you don't remember, she I forget her name, the character's name. She is the one that takes the investigative journalists to Judas Grave in Halloween oh, 2018. Yeah. That's her. Um, so she kind of came back. She had another. She had a kind of. Cameo I love. In, uh, I love their little banter between. Their banter was funny. Yeah, she said. She, the husband was like, "Lori, you're just a weird ass bitch." And then Lori, and then the wife was like, "Yeah, but she'll fuck your ass up." I was like, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, she said that. Like woman. you go, girl. <laughs> yeah, you go, um, girl. 
and then Frank, and then the, the Cameron kill was intense. Oh yeah, man, we yeah. talked about that a lot. That was that was the most impactful kill of the movie for me. Um, Art Sandra, thank you so much. It, it's Sandra, Sandra. correct? Okay. Um, yeah, or I, I liked that whole scene. Uh, this sleep apnea mask smells like your mother, or whatever, like that. Like that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I whenever they find Michael and he locks he, the door. I liked when he smashes the light. Like that was really cool. Ooh, um, that was scary. That was a good jump scare as well. That was a good. That was a good scare. Uh, I liked when he pulled him back through the glass. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, when Michael he, likes pulling people through anything. He does. Yeah. When he when he stabbed her in the throat. That was kind of that was the first because he twisted. I was and that was the first time I was like, "Here's where Michael we're going. Like, this is this is where we're going. Yeah. Like this yeah. is crazy." But the thing that got me is not only is was Sandra. I felt really bad for them. Not only was Sandra watching her husband die, he was. I think I believe he was dead at that point. I don't think when Michael was stabbing him, I think he was already gone. Yeah, which again kind of adds to the whole. Why is Michael? doing this he stabbed him with like four different knives man yeah we saw I mean, it we finally like got to do see one and yeah. then he'd slowly kind of turn and look at it and then do it again and then he would grab another one and kind of look at it like like almost if if he was like yeah that'll do and then he'd yeah. go again and i was just like that's strange like why why is he doing that and it kind of finally... I, I liked it it added to the whole yeah mystery and kind of the lore of like this it's just strange it's weird it's mainly because we i liked it because we i finally got to see him prop up his victims you know what i mean because every time he killed fair. someone they always you always saw them propped up you all, like yeah. y'all you saw him die but you didn't see how right. michael propped him up this was yeah. one of the scenes where that's true michael literally propped him up and put him up for show pretty much and it was pretty interesting to see that because you got to see michael as he is after the death after saying the fact yeah you know what i mean because can yeah. you imagine and, how what and Jay did says Michael is like a child in many ways. He's just got the strength of something supernatural. And that's what they, and they believe, I don't remember who said it, but somebody said it where it's uh, like Hawking. He's Hawking. Yes. Hawkins yeah. did say it. Frank said he, he's like a six year old trapped in a giant man's body where, or in a grown man's body with this supernatural evil strength to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's true. Um, so yeah, there were a couple of things like that, that he kind of got playful the dropping the candy, uh, stabbing the guy a bunch of different times. Um, Cameron even kind of really trying to be almost sarcastic and uh, and spiteful with Allison watching Cameron die. I mean, it was just things like that. It kind of added to his... Um, it, because Michael it knows those three women. Michael knows a, that those three women are, are the three women yeah. that got the best of him. They're the right. only three. So yeah, obviously was, Michael's more uh, antagonized with them. So obviously Michael's trying to prove a point now at this, yeah. at this, uh, at that point in time. It was yeah. It, it made him a lot more ear. It made him a lot eerier and a lot creepier. I think mm-hmm. in those scenes because of that. Um. So let let's kind of talk about the last act of the movie. So obviously we talked Cameron and Allison in the Myers house. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me get these th- this chat a little bit. Um, another new little thing we learn about Michael, I guess. Yeah, it's just another little thing. Exactly. Um, That's something I loved the most about it was the fact that I was scared of there being too much expo- exposition to Michael's uh, backstory, but it it gave it gave it gave enough. It gave you like a little. Sp- it gave the salt man sprinkle of exposition, and it says, yeah. "There you go." 
I'm yep. okay with that. I didn't want to know the full story. I didn't want no white horse. I didn't know. I didn't want no white ghostly mother. I just, I just want to know. Okay, he's fucked up, and this is why he does what he does. Yeah. But we still don't know as to what happened to him. It just he he as there's as, not uh, even really a why though. There's yeah, no as why. it's it's literally how uh, Hawking's a uh, partner said. He says just one day he snapped. Yep. We don't know what happened. Halloween best or Halloween best kill says I love the pumpkin titles. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the the pumpkin title sequence. That was really cool too. All of the I was counting every on single fire. one of them, trying to that. see like I was trying to like connect some dots. Be like, okay, how many pumpkins are there? Is that how many deaths there are in this movie? I, <laughs> I was know, doing that. I don't think yeah, it was that. I thought that was <laughs> really really, really cool though. I enjoyed that. Um, so obviously right after the Cameron death scene, after Michael, she's screaming, do it or whatever. And Allison's taunting him and her and Michael kind of have that moment. I liked that. We kind of had the foreshadowing moment when big John is kind of scraping the, the knife or whatever on the pitchfork. That mm -hmm. was kind of a foreshadowing moment to Karen stabbing him and pushing him down. A, I don't know why she had Michael on the ground and she head stomped him. I would have taken that pitchfork and been like, I mean, I just keep nailed going, him. man. Nailed him to the steps. Keep yeah. going. Like, I don't know why she stopped. Um, I think but, it's because I think I, I think it's because she knows she doesn't have the strength to kill Michael. Well, and, and possibly she, the mob could have done something worse. She, so was, she was trying like, to okay, lead him to the mob. Yeah, they had that exactly. plan. Her and because Tommy think had about that it. Plan. Because think about it. If if Karen was able to like stab him and then stab him in the head. Knowing Michael, he probably would have gotten back up and just ripped it out of his face. And if she would have done that, yeah, if she would have done that and picked up uh, Allison and tried to walk out, either her or both of them would have died immediately. Yeah, because she he would have been back up and just stabbed them. So it it would it kind of makes sense for Karen to be like, okay, he's down. Let me take the mask and try to pull him out. Right. Which, by the way, that interaction between one of them was pretty like it was pretty cringy, but it made sense, so to speak, because it gave. What what Karen's dialogue when she's talking to yeah there, like holding it up. yeah I thought it was okay I liked I really liked her delivery of that line when she says you want your mask and she she had some great she's like come and get it like I really enjoyed the way she said that when she started talking about like do you remember Michael Judith you did it tonight forty years ago I was like okay that okay. Yeah, he knows. Like he did it. He knows. Like he, yeah. he remembers. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that's why he keeps wanting to go back to that spot. Like he remembers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it it was cool. I liked how she led him back. Um, it was that really chasing crazy. again. Pretty pretty eerie and good. I Not knew she was leading head. him somewhere because it wasn't like she wasn't running because she was scared. She she wanted him to mm -hmm. chase her. Yeah, uh, very purposeful in everything that she did, and um. I I liked seeing him walk in that shot of him walking in between the houses, mm. maskless. Again, we talked about this earlier. You saw when when the mob when the cars turn around and the headlights kick on and Bracket and Tommy and everybody walks out. And of course, she says, "Gotcha." She says it again. Um, uh, you see the burned half of his face when he turns, and then you see the the bullet the um the nick from the bullet on his cheek. I loved when he picked up the mask and he went to pull it over his head that you saw like that much of his face. Yeah. Like you saw his eye, you saw the burns, how bloody he was. Um, he looked awful. 
he looked terrible by the end of this movie. He you know what I mean? Into the ringer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think about them beating the crap out of him in that scene? I when thought they just it was ham. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because of knowing what happened after was knowing like how how flawlessly he was able to do it. It was like it was almost as if Michael Myers was really analytical with it. He was almost like he was almost like uh, analyzing situation as and how he can get out. It was interesting because he was like, okay, let me just take these beatings and let them think I'm dying because he really wasn't going for it. You saw him. He was just like, do you do you think he let them do that? I think so. I think he probably because, did I mean, because he, like he they didn't even just punch him and hit him and stab him. He took bullets. He took, he took it like four or five shots to like his abdomen and to his arm. And I know one hit him in the shoulder, one hit him in the arm. Uh, and I believe some others hit him like on the side of his body as well. Yeah. After, so he after he cut bullets. that individual, he unloaded that, that clip right into his torso and he just fell point to the blank. ground point blank. And he just kept getting beaten down on. And obviously Michael Myers is still, still like, you know, trying to grab for the knife and karen obviously goes for this he was like his quote three unquote, yeah his three fingers are like please just grab it it's it's where he yeah. gets his powers it's like he man he's like i have the power yeah but i almost i kind of almost wanted karen to like step on his hand like just oof. to like rub it in and mm-hmm. then for her to grab the knife um and again it's almost a double-edged sword because in that scene i was almost like don't kill like don't kill him like he's already but of course like somebody said in the chat earlier that's an interesting thought like he almost died but like of course then we cut to laurie saying you know the more he kills the more he transcends into something else into something more supernatural more evil uh so it's almost like he was reborn a little not reborn but He's like Super Mario Bros. Where he, where he gets mushroom. He goes. His health bar went. Yeah. And then when he got knocked down, his thing was like. Or something like that. I don't fucking know. Like his health bar literally just went. It was like a Call of Duty thing. It's like, you know, when you get hit a lot of times, it's like all red and shit. And it's like. And then you're like, okay, clear vision. Now let's kick some ass. It's like the Resident Evil thing pops up. You have died. The red screen. Yeah. And then it's like, never mind. While Michael is down, he's only like crushing up some herbs. Like, okay, I got to get, I got to heal up. Okay, I'm ready to go. Let's go bracket. Well, I, you know, I, and you guys, please, if you're watching, let, let by the way, leave us a like if uh, we really appreciate that. Um, but let us know in the chat what you think. Do you think that this film 150% solidifies the fact that Michael, that Michael is, is supernatural? Because he took a lot right there in that scene i mean not like you know obviously when it's just laurie it's one thing but tommy was hitting him yeah uh he got hit with an iron mob was hitting him he was being shot he was being stabbed i mean it was just like wow i mean part of me actually was like is this how it's gonna end like are they gonna take him to the hospital i mean is he gonna pass out like i mean he looked down for the count even um even when his hand, those three fingers, when he was reaching out, I mean, he was like trembling, like he, yeah, like he couldn't, like he, like he didn't have pain. the strength anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I do think, I know a lot of people kind of say, what if Michael has some medical thing where he can't feel pain? I think he does feel pain, though, because he grunts. You know, when Karen shot him and it grazed his cheek, he grunted. Bro, when uh, when when Karen literally stabbed him with a pitchfork, you saw him. He was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. You saw him. He was like, he was like, oh, that's that that doesn't even feel good when at she all. he was like trying to get up, and when she stomped his head on the step, he was like, yeah, <laughs> like he he, he just pain. went he kind of went lifeless for a minute. Like I'm just gonna lay here. <laughs> yeah, give me he a just, second. He said, let me get my herbs real quick. You know what I like too is when uh when he got up from the steps and Karen had like, he realized that Karen was holding the mask. He did this. He went, <laughs> he, he like, he turned his head. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, you did not. <laughs> yeah. <he> did. <laughs> like give, give that back. That's yep. not yours. Yep. He really, you know, did. He, he just, he had a certain look to him that was just kind of like, he really does playing. love that mask, man. You're playing man. Like, yeah. Don't, don't do this to me. Um, now, I will say, obviously, at that point, towards the end, we get Karen back with Allison. Karen stabs him. She's back with Allison. Uh, I thought when Karen looks up, which, of course, it's it's just, it's cinematic. It's a, it's a metaphor. It was a, it's, it's cinematic, a cinematic choice right it's, there. It's cinematic language. When she looks up and she sees young Michael Myers in the window, I thought that was kind of unnecessary. I was like. A little bit. I don't. I feel like we didn't need to see that. So, I mean, it could make sense um, to him saying like, "Now Michael is just a ghost. Now that his, I, now his spirit is now just pondering the entire uh, town of Hattonfield. <laughs> it's no longer a human being after that." I don't know. Yeah, I almost feel like it would have been the same. It would have had the same effect if Karen would have just looked up at the empty window. Yeah, I think it would have had the same exact effect as her seeing young Michael in the world. Like it just, she never, she didn't know what young Michael looked like. You know what I mean? So it was kind not of like, at all. Why? Yeah. Like she's not connected just, to this story strange. all that well. Yeah, yeah. Other than her mom, she really has no. And the events of the last four or five hours, mm -hmm. she really has no connection. Um, I, I will say. I was gonna go, say the go only on. connection she has with that was probably Tommy when he like explained what, what where he was going. Yeah. Or whoever whoever explained to Karen that because she 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 went to she went to Michael's home for a reason like she she knows what was going on. Right. And that's the only connection she has towards that. So for her to be able to see young Michael in the windows, it was kind of it was it was a choice. But I mean it. Yeah, I don't really see any uh, reason as to why she would be able to see her, but. Are we now going to talk about like the end of Halloween Kills? Because I think that one is probably the most controversial moment of the entire movie as a whole. Yeah. So a couple of things here. Uh, if you don't know, they said that on the on the Blu-ray, when this releases on Blu-ray, there will be an extended ending. Now, the original ending had it is uh, it is canon had Lori calling mm -hmm. Karen. And of course, Michael kills Karen. She hears Michael breathing. And that's when we get the scene from the trailer of Lori walking down the hall in the hospital saying, I'm coming for you, Michael. And that was the original ending. Mm -hmm. Now, for whatever reason, and I'm sure they have a reason for it. They decided to end it with Michael killing Karen, which I thought my biggest issues with the end of this film were Tommy and Karen's death scenes. And I've seen a lot of people speculate that maybe they're not really dead. Oh, like it's it, like it's a metaphor or Lori was imagining it or 
uh, something like that. I don't think that that's the case. No, I but think it's I been felt confirmed like... by. Uh, I think it's been confirmed by the writers directors that Karen is dead. Like she is canonically. Yeah, damn. Sorry, guys. Um, Karen is canonically dead. Like she, she really kicked the bucket. And Tommy's dead as well. I like think one hundred percent. My my three biggest problems with the ending. It wasn't that it ended with Karen's death. I didn't. That didn't bother me. I liked the last shot of Michael with the mask. There's blood like oozing down the mask, um, and uh, you know, there's blood oozing down the mask, and Michael's just looking out the window. And then boom, we cut to Halloween kills, and that's the end. I mm-hmm. didn't have a problem with that. I thought that was cool. What bothered me was. Uh, there were a few things when Michael, obviously we knew Michael was going to come back um, after the mob killed him. Uh, It was too quick. I felt like the ending happened too quickly. There wasn't enough there. I think that's where I think what I said at the beginning of this show, when I said that I feel like this movie could have really benefited from having maybe 10 extra minutes interspersed in different moments not 10 minutes tacked on to the end but i think this is one of those moments the the death of the mob brackets death uh should have been way played out more tommy's death especially because tommy that moment and there was a little bit of breathing room and a little bit of uh of kind of a moment between him and michael because obviously tommy this is tommy coming face to face with the boogeyman again. This is Tommy mm-hmm. facing his biggest fear when Michael has stabbed him and they're kind of looking at each other. And there's that moment where they're kind of looking in each other's eyes. And then of course we see Michael with the bat, which I thought was kind of funny too. Michael standing there like, Hey, old huckleberry. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, which is like, which is, which is, I think it's a tombstone reference. It's like, like in uh, Tombstone with Val Kilmer being like, he's always like, I'll be your Huckleberry. But actually, <laughs> uh, funny, f- fun fact, in Tombstone, uh, Val Kilmer's uh, 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 character, he doesn't say, uh, I'll be your Huckleberry. He, I'll be your Hucklebearer, which a huckle was a, known back then in Western was a coffin. And a bear, mm. obviously, is like a, like a bear that holds the coffin. So he says, right. pretty much says, hey, if you want to do this, I'll hold, I'll, I'll hold your coffin for you. I'll hold you to your grave. Yeah, that's pretty much the best way to go about it. Which is an interesting little, uh, little Easter egg. If I'm, if I'm correct, that's the way it goes. Hmm. That's interesting. But yeah, I um, felt, I, I felt that Tommy's death really was rather too quick. I would really love for it to be played out a yeah. little bit more, just to that, see more of him succumbing to the fear. Like he never got over his fear of Michael Myers. He played it out as. Oh, I'm no longer f- afraid of him. It's the it's the prime way of saying like, it's like, it's like you know, it's like the prime reason of like getting over an ex is like you could say like, oh, I'm over her, blah 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 blah. I'm done with her, blah 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 blah. But you'll never be able to fully be over if unless you see her and you're able to tell yourself that's over. You know what I mean? <laughs> Same thing with Tommy. Tommy was over here saying like, hey. <laughs> I am no longer fearful of this man. He is more, he is human. I could take him. He's got the bat. He's talking a big game. But then whenever he finally comes face to face with Michael Myers and he sees the magnitude of his feet, of his, of his powers, Tommy ends up becoming the little boy again. And he can't, he can't overcome. He can't overcome the fear that Michael has over him. And thus he loses. I think think even, 
even that's the thing that I well, sorry, I think that's even You're more fine. impactful for him. I just wish that would play out a little bit more. I think even if Tommy and Michael would have scrapped a little bit, even if yeah. they would have had a moment where they were really going at it, and then Michael stabs him and Tommy realizes like like this when they kind of yeah. look at each other and they're like breathing in each other's face and it's like this is like the boogeyman like this is it like and his like you said his fear overtakes him i think that would have been fine i think michael killing the mob it was too quick it was too flashy it was too quick i think that should have been the big moment yeah the big like whoa like he just killed all of these people yeah you um, saw every, you you should see every single kill kind of the same way the firefighters were like just like have that unstoppable yeah. soundtrack come out and just have them murk every single one of them. Murk the lady that brought the poor iron. I was like, that poor woman. Where, where, where are you going with this? There's now a Facebook group called The Lady Who Brought an Iron to Fight Michael Myers. <laughs> um, but but I just, you, saw, I think... you saw how ready they were, man. You saw it. When Karen was just backing up and landing the group, you saw the woman with the, whatever she had at the club, and she was like, I'm ready. <laughs> you just saw how quick the fear just overcame them when he when he came back to life. They're like, yeah. oh shit, this guy's I mean, got lives. When he pulls the knife out and slits Brackett's throat, that's fine because that's like, <gasps> like that was mm -hmm. kind of a shock value moment. But I felt like we only got glimpses of him killing the mob. And if it if they would have stretched that out a little bit, I'm not saying it had to be a gore fest uh, like the firefighters, but even if they just would have stretched it out a little bit, I think it would have had more of a like, whoa yeah. like more of a an unsettling impact agree um, because it would have been think... much better to see that we saw the we saw the mob in like full like angry mode i would love to see the mob yes. in like full fearful trying to organize mode like oh god this is actually happening how do we do this blah 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 okay it's not working go to plan b blah blah blah, blah. something's going wrong it's getting worse it's getting worse and then we're down to tommy yeah that would have been even much more of a cinematic uh moment than uh the initial like angry mob mentality because yeah. again it's the whole point of like the mob started out as really angry and fear and not fearful and just upset and they're like we're not gonna let fear win but then throughout the movie guess what fear just overcomes them they yeah. make so many mistakes and then the fear just overtakes them and then they end up becoming uh idle you know it's like the it's like the fight or flight either you run or you fight or worse you stand still and you freeze like that was something right. that was I really wish was played out a little bit more was the amount of fear uh, engulfing the mob. Yeah, for sure. Um, and another thing that I think I would have added is I think cutting between Lori's dialogue, because, of course, Lori is giving her spiel about, um, you know, the more he kills, the more he transcends. A normal man couldn't have survived that fire. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, he's this, he's that, he's whatever. I don't remember exactly everything she says. Um, but of course, we're cutting between Lori and Karen walking up the stairs and moving across down the hall and into the bedroom and in Judith's bedroom in the Myers house and standing at the window. I think for me, at least, it would have been more impactful if... I think it would have been more impactful if we would have had cuts of Karen walking up the stairs and then and cut to Michael, Michael walking, just in, walking in between houses and yeah. then cutting to Karen going down the hallway and then cutting to Michael walking across the street and then and cutting Lori to Karen also like having her thing and Lori yeah. still giving her spiel and of course Karen entering Judith's room and then you see Michael even walking in a backyard and it's just like I feel like that would have been like 
Oh shit. No. Here we go. No. Here we go. No. Yep. No. No. And then it's like by the time you get there, he's killing her and she steps out from behind her. And of course you realize he's back. Um, and he's soaked in blood. I do you think her death scene happened too quickly, too? I think that was just in her contract. <laughs> what do you mean? Like her contract says no, I, I don't I, want a gory death. That's, you know I, mean, I, mean? I, I don't know. It could have been. Maybe hey. she didn't. Um, yeah. Maybe they didn't want her. Maybe they wanted a little bit of contrast there where her death, you didn't see as much. Mm-hmm. It almost looked like he was just. Just slashing. slashing. Like it was almost. Like it, it didn't look like it was anything crazy. It was just kind of like, like slashing. Kind of like uh, Judith. Because, you know, like yeah, in the but original. Because in, in the original, he was just like, you just saw this. You, and you saw her like act all like like she's dying. It was the same way. Like she, he was just over here slashing and whatnot, and she was in the same way. It was kind of like, yeah. it was kind of like a parallel between. Uh, You're out, Miguel. Can't hear you. Your mic is off. J Dad says, "Got to get back to work." Y'all have a good one. See you, man. Have a good night. Enjoy work. Miguel has lost audio. Uh, while we're doing that, let me catch up on the chat while Miguel's figuring this out. My mom says it should have ended with them surrounded by the mob, like 78 in front of the house. I didn't care for her going into the house. I, I, that would have been a good ending too. If it would have, I mean, how would you guys have felt? And let us know in the chat. If, if, uh, you back talk, I think so. Okay. Yes. You're back. Okay, cool. Um, my mom said it, she would have liked it to end with the mob surrounding Michael, and then it just cuts to black, and that's the end. That of would the have movie. been. I thought that, that was would have been be cool. interesting. Yeah, I know. I kind of like as soon as as soon as that... he put on the mask, I was literally thinking roll credits. I was yeah. literally thinking that. I mean, if he just if he would have put on the mask and kind of turned his head, and maybe you even see Tommy step out with the bat to swing, and then it just boom cuts Halloween kills, and like that's the ending. Um, that would have been interesting too. Uh, I, I didn't, again, if they would have had more of a buildup to Karen going up the stairs and yeah. of course you, you're seeing Karen walking up the stairs and Lori's saying the more he kills, the more he transcends. And you see Michael walking in between houses and then he's in somebody, he's cutting across somebody's front yard and down the street and in somebody's backyard. And it's just like, by the time you realize where he is, he's stepping out from behind Karen and he's there. Um, that just, it, it would have been really interesting. Uh, Julia texted me and said, maybe he stabbed her like that to be like an homage to him first killing Judith. That's what I said. Yeah. Julia, yeah. You, you better be watching this right now. That's <laughs> where I just said that. I literally just said that, darling. But yeah, uh, I agree. I think that's literally a good parallel between Judith and Karen. Because again, Karen was pretty much saying like, hey, I'm an innocent woman just like just like Judas, take me, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, I mean, it made sense. And I don't know how far we, I don't know, like, how far I want to go right now with this, but thinking forward with uh, Halloween ends, where do we go from here, <laughs> honestly? Because Michael's really mission is know. over. Um, He's home. We're, I, I, I do want to do another episode because there's been a couple of articles to come out about Halloween ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to go through, I want, I want Miguel and I haven't even talked to you about this surprise. I want to take an episode and go through everything we know about Halloween ends, mm-hmm. because I think we, I think once we kind of go over that, we can, um, we can kind of try to make a prediction where Halloween ends is going to go. 
I know a lot of people have, uh, I mean, what we know right now is that David Gordon Green has said Halloween Ends is more of a contained story. It's not big and crazy stuff happening in the mob and the million people and all these different characters. I think it's going to be more about Lori and Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I, as, as she said in the, in their exposition, <clears throat> she was like, if they don't get Michael, we'll have to wait till next. Halloween. <laughs> we'll uh, have to wait till next Halloween. Oh yeah. Is- yes. That's what she says. Next Halloween. When somebody, w- we might not find him tonight. Uh, but next Halloween, when somebody is alone, um, we'll be ready. Know, that, yeah. Yeah. I remember exactly what she says. Uh, next Halloween, when somebody is alone, and he kills, then we find him, or you know, whatever yeah. she says. Um, my mom says, I think you'd be sitting here saying, OMG, you cannot wait for the next one because it would have been such a cliffhanger. Yeah, because you're waiting for him and the mob to just go at it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, Frank agrees. He says, I agree. The ending should have been in an earlier scene. And Halloween Best Kills says yes. So I think that's pretty popular. A lot of people wow. think that the ending yeah. should have fun. been earlier. And she, yeah. we, I mean, maybe... Maybe if we would have even pulled a screen and the opening scene of Halloween ends is Karen dying. That would have been like, whoa, like we're and then we're what, in a for five it. year like, time jump. I know. And that's that's the other thing that confuses me is David Gordon Green has said that they're going to factor in the pandemic and everything that's happened politically and things like that. And that we're going to have like a two or three year time jump. But how do you time like I you can't just time jump. From what, what happened. just happened yeah and just like that's the end of the night and then move on because you have to explain where does michael go do, i mean does he, like, no does he walk way. back into the forest i mean I what happens you, what happens once, in the next three other halloweens <clears throat> that happens exactly and that's kind of one of the problems with a lot of the later sequels is it's like where does he go like why he you know we explain where he is in really stupid ways um in a lot of the earlier sequels so i mean you you're gonna have to explain where he is, where he's been. And I mean, you know, once they realize he's gone, that SWAT team is busting up in his house. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he could just hide in his house and nobody would know. I mean, they're going to have SWAT teams. They're going to have, shoot, the FBI would be on this at this point. Like, it's that big of a deal with this many people dead. Um, so this I don't know, man. All I, major it's... news stations. Yeah, this would 100% yeah. be like one of the biggest events that happened. This would be like the massacre. I can see in the, in the newspapers in the in the movie massacre at Hattonfield, the, right. the Hattonfield massacre or whatever. I believe the official kill count for this movie is thirty one. Thirty one. Thirty one kills. Shit. Plus you have Austin. There, hey, you guess have, what? There's more. There's I know you a... have all of the other ones from the 2018 film too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar, the people at the gas station, um, the his rampage in that tracking shot where he goes through the houses and he. He kills the old lady with the hammer and he stabs the one in the throat. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's probably about 40 people that have died tonight. And that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, like how, how does, how does, how does Hattonville react to that years down the line? How does the U.S. as a, as a whole react to yeah. this massacre that happened? Cause that would hit all major news station. That would hit every right. single corner of everyone's phone. Like everyone will Absolutely. know about this. Absolutely. So it's going to be rather interesting to think that it's going to be a contained story. You kind of yeah. can't do that. You kind of open Pandora's box. You can't op- you can't close that bitch again. Yeah. Uh, and Frank and Art bring up a good point. Um, I imagine there might be some flashbacks to the 2018 timeline 
or maybe. you know they'll have flashbacks of what happens after michael's kills karen maybe maybe the film does open a few years later and laurie is thinking about finding out that karen has died and that tommy has died mm-hmm. um Lindsay finding out that tommy has died uh because i don't know if you i don't let me know what you guys thought in the chat did you all kind of get a the vibe that tommy and Lindsay had a little bit of a romance like they're not married but I wonder if they ever had a little bit of a romantic thing going on. Yeah, there's a little bit of emotional you know what I mean? connection between one another. I mean, because it's, it's like it's like trauma bond. Pretty, they're much. like best friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they were together the night it happened in the original. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, Art says more like fifty. The kill count in 2018 is 80. 18? Jesus, I didn't even count that. Really? Let's see. Let's see. Let's oh see. well, I mean, he killed. Up. He killed the two police officers. He killed uh, True. he killed uh, the father and he killed uh, uh, Loomis's pr- protege and he killed the mechanic That's true. he killed the cashier That's true. he killed uh, okay yeah he killed the two people in the in his little montage yeah he killed the babysitter and uh, her boyfriend and uh, the simp. What's his name? I forget. He was in the 18. The... Holy yeah. crap. Art, you're right. 18. Because you have the police officer 30 minutes in. Um, the kid, the second police officer when the bus crashes. Um, the gas station clerks. Uh, the mechanic. The investigative journalists. Um, well, we can confirm that in... he didn't survive that now. Vicky and Dave. Mm-hmm. Vicky and Dave. Um uh dr sartain yeah i mean that's plus ray ray i mean yeah that's that's true so i mean it's probably it's closer to 50 50 or more kills in one night i mean that would be a really really big deal yeah 50 people dead from one man i also wondered in halloween edge is there going to be any repercussions on Lori for setting the house on fire no you know why would they no i don't know because Lori's kind of Lori's a little crazy. Like, Lori, no, I mean, Lori's Lori, a little bit of. Lori's literally going to be held accountable for what <clears throat> happened, so to speak. If they can't get Michael, they're going to get they're going to get on Lori because Tommy's dead, the man who instigated, and then you have Lori who they were all rallying behind. So obviously, someone has yeah. to pay the price. And I think uh, the sheriff, what's his name, Barker, is going to have to say face and make someone accountable for it. And I, I think, think that's going to he... be Lori. Well, I think it's his fault more than it is Lori's. Well, obviously, at least you know, Lori tried multiple times to kill him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but you 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 get how they're gonna try to spin it against Lori, like right? Like, and they will Lori's try to fault. spin it against her. Yeah, I still don't see how it's her fault though, unless they reveal that Lori is the reason the bus crashed, ooh. which I don't think that that's. I don't. I don't. Originally, I thought, ooh, they're gonna reveal that she made the bus crash. She wanted him to escape, but I don't think it was a shock to her. I think she was shocked when she's sitting there cleaning her guns. She she's cleaning her shotgun in her kitchen or whatever, and mm-hmm. she hears the bus crash and she like stops and she looks up at the TV and that's when she realizes like, holy crap! Like I think I, I think there was panic that set over her mm-hmm. um, when she realized that. So I don't think I think it was probably Sartain. Sartain wanted the bus to crash because Sartain yeah, wanted like to you, pit- you know in the in the interrogation like they were asking like how did Michael's get to you guys and allison was like it wasn't michael michael yeah. is michael was just an instrument right sartain was the one who brought uh michael yeah. and Lori back together and that that was an interesting little piece of dialogue too because there was a lot of talk about um 
Michael's motive mm-hmm. because Karen, Karen's like, he's coming to the hospital. He wants Lori. And mm-hmm. Tommy says, how do you know he wants Lori? Like, how, how do you know that? And of course, Allison is like, no, but Sartain brought him to Lori. Michael wasn't seeking Lori. He wasn't like escaping to find out where Lori was. It was just fate that the two of them ended up together. Yeah. And I've said this before. I said this on our first episode of purely and simply evil. When we did the watch along, um, I think that moment when Lori, when Michael pushes the shotgun, her and Michael are holding the shotgun and he pushes her up against the wall. When he cocks his head, I always kind of took that as like, that's when he realizes who she is. Like he remembers yeah. her in that moment. But guess um, what? She, he doesn't go after, uh, Lori and Halloween kills. He just yeah, has I, he just has well, a mission. He, he might be now. I think at this point he might be like if he sees her he's going to kill her. But I don't I do think he just wants to go home and that's interesting. That's a mm-hmm. very interesting kind of piece of of Michael Myers lore that we've never gotten before. So, uh Halloween Best Kill says it was my favorite Halloween movie. Um yeah, man. Oh, it was, now it's time uh, for it, us to have our uh final final opinion. I know. Um, I, I'm trying to. I'm looking over my notes to see if there was anything we missed. This is we're over two hours right now. We're at two hours and five minutes. If you're hanging out with us, thank you so 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 much for sticking with us tonight. Please leave us a like if you have not already. Please consider subscribing to our channel. We really thank you guys for hanging out with us. Um, I'm just trying to look over my notes, Miguel. Any final thoughts? Any closing thoughts? Not necessarily final thoughts, but. Um, but just closing thoughts on on Halloween Kills. Um, I think uh, overall, look, I get that it was. Uh, I get why this is probably controversial, and I've said this to you and on the podcast uh, a number of times. I said this is either going to be one of the best mo- movies in the franchise or the most controversial, and I think we're leaning more towards the most controversial one right yeah. now because it's pretty split down the middle. I mean, when the week, the day it came out, uh, me and Brad were trying to stay off social media because we didn't want to <clears throat> see or hear any type of uh, uh, potential spoilers. Literally, we were me, me, Brad, and Julie were having dinner, and Brad said something about the movie, and me and Julie were like, "Brad, put the phone down," because <laughs> he was just like, "I'm, I'm sorry, I was, I was just scrolling." I was like, "Yeah, you were just scrolling. You're gonna get spoiled." But yeah, overall, I mean. I luckily wasn't spoiled at all with this movie, but I did see how controversial people were and how split down the middle people were because, I mean, it's, again, it's just people going in with their checklist, wanting to see certain things, and it's almost as if, like, people are saying, how dare you make a movie? How dare you make your own movie? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the movie's supposed to be for us. And I I don't think, I don't think that way with this movie in particular in a way i really commend david gordon green and danny mcbride and john carpenter and jamie lee curtis for for telling the story that they wanted to tell because they took some big risks with this they really did um and they did a lot of things that i really liked they did some things that i didn't like as much and that's okay i mean it's okay to not completely love (laughs) excuse me to not completely love everything about a movie uh Again, I, I think Michael because again, brutal. there's no movie out there that I 100 percent love. Yeah, there's even Endgame. That I yeah, uh, there's some things I didn't like about Endgame. Right, me too. I mean, and we I don't know if I've ever looked forward to seeing a movie more than Avengers Endgame. I mean, I mm-hmm. 
it's one of the few times I've I've cried in a movie theater. I actually cried watching it for the first time. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah. but I mean, this was a similar like level of hype, and I, I I loved Michael. I actually saw him as a villain, and that's something that I haven't done in a long time. You kind of root for Michael because it's like it's like Darth Vader, it's like Thanos. You you almost he's such a good villain, and that you you kind of like him, like you kind of have to like him, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were points in this movie where I was like, I'm not rooting for him. Like, I'm actually yeah, root- not rooting for Michael this time because mm-hmm. he's so dark and he's so brutal. Um, I, I, the comedy, the comedy was better. I just didn't expect to be so much of it. Uh, I didn't expect as many funny moments and as many kind of comical moments as we got. But again, on the second watch, I, I didn't mind them as much. It didn't it didn't jump out at me like it did the first time. Uh, yeah, I loved the brutality. I, I loved a lot of things. I think the mob was a great idea. I didn't love everything that they did with the mob, but I think there were a lot of things with it that I really did like the score, we didn't even talk about the score. John Carpenter knocked it out of the friggin' park again. He did. Um, he set the course, tone and the atmosphere. His, of the movie. his son or his nephew, whoever, Cody Carpenter um, and Daniel Davies, they did an incredible, incredible job. Um, Unkillable. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to Unkillable in the car <laughs> driving around. Uh, it's my favorite track. It's, it's one of my favorite tracks from uh, the 2018 score or this score at all. Um, so I, I, I really liked it. I, I do need to watch it a few more times. I think before I do a rating, because honestly, oh no, you're doing a rating right now. We've spent no, 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 not two, a rating, okay. a ranking, 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 okay. ranking, ranking. Before I rank it in all of the films, because I, I'm gonna give it a rating. Calm yourself, good lord. I about to say uh, we're not spending two hours over here, not for you to give a number. No, I'm gonna give a number. Um, but I do need to watch it a few more times to know kind of where it falls with mm-hmm. the rest of the, with the rest of the films. Obviously, I don't think it's it, it's not. I don't know if it's my favorite sequel, but it's up there. It's in the top five, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I, I did, I did really enjoy it. I didn't, I didn't walk out of there blown away like I thought I would. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it's like 2018. I was disappointed walking out of 2018, but I've seen 2018 probably five or six times now, including our watch along, and I've enjoyed Halloween 2018 substantially more and more every time I've watched it. And hopefully this film will grow on me in the same way. Good. I think with, with uh, me, since I've only seen like the three canonical movies right now, I mean, I could probably rank them right now. And uh, I would say the original one first and Halloween kill second, and then Halloween 2018 um, third right now. That's how, that's pretty much how I would rank them. Let me ask you this. I, not necessarily which one you liked more. I'm talking in the way it was put together, the pacing, the cinematography, the look, the score, everything. Do you think 2018 was the better movie or do you think Kills was the better movie? Not which one you liked better. I would say 2018 was probably the more... Uh, I think I would agree with gathered that. ...gathered together. Because, yeah. they, because they needed... Because 2018 needed to needed to wipe the slate clean and make mm-hmm. a lot of uh yeah canon thing or i had to like uh what's it called they had to establish they had, they had more a, because yeah they had a retcon a lot on. of things they had yeah. a retcon a lot of things and established Absolutely. a new lore for uh this uh timeline and i i think they did a fairly decent job with it 
yep. compared to everything you've told me, obviously I haven't seen all the other Halloween sequels, but compared to what you've told me, I mean, it, it, it didn't sound, it didn't sound like what I was expecting relatively yeah. speaking. Absolutely. So Miguel, you're your going rating, first. You're, I'm going first. No, fine. I'll go first. Since you're, you since go first. You're you go first. Yeah. I would say in regards to this movie, I would give it probably a, a 7.8. 7.8. Yeah. 7.8 overall. Okay. I am going to go with an 8.0. Oh, shit. I'm going to go with an 8.0. I, it really, and I, I say that I honestly, after first watch, I was sitting at a seven. <laughs> I, I was, I to, I'm being completely honest. I was sitting at a seven after the first watch, but at rewatching it last night, I really looked at it differently. Like it really, a lot of the things I kind of got more and I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this a lot more than I did the first time. The comedy yeah. and the, I don't want to say it was silly. I don't mean it's silly. I don't mean it like that at all. Um, so please nobody take it like that. But I did kind of feel like some of the things that happened almost had a silliness to them or it came across that way. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it was partially the theater because everybody in the theater was laughing. I mean, yeah, there we were, were a lot of laughs in the theater, which is cool. I mean, it was a fun theatrical experience, um, but I, it didn't come across as funny to me as it did. And of course, you have to have levity. Um, in a movie that's that intense and that bloody and that brutal with that much carnage and death, you have to have a little bit of levity or else you would walk out of there feeling depressed. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Uh, and 90%. I know, thank you to all the people who said, you know, you need to watch it again because I'm so glad that I took the time last night to actually sit and kind of process it and rewind a few scenes and go through and like really kind of. He nitpick. was um, begging me for my Peacock password. <laughs> He was I really was begging me. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. So I was like, here you go, man. I yeah. gave it to you. So, but I got it. I'm gonna give it an 8.0 right now. Again, I've seen it twice. It's technically still well, it's not opening weekend anymore, but I mean it's been out for three days. I mean, I that that rating could change. Mm -hmm. Um, and we will do a ranking. I promise you guys we are going to do more purely and simply evil shows. And I mean, Miguel, we haven't even really talked about this, but I'd be down to do all the Halloweens first to go just straight down the line if you wanted to. So, sure. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where that show takes us. Um, Art says, yeah, he gave it an 8.0. Guys, real quick, we're at about two hours and 15 minutes. Um, whatever questions you have, whatever you want to say, drop it in the <laughs> chat real quick before we get out of here. Or also drop um, drop your rating right now. I'm curious. To see oh, yeah, you drop your it. rating. Yeah. Drop your questions. At, we're going to turn this whole thing over to the chat room. So drop your rating. Uh, what did you think of Halloween Kills? Please tell us your thoughts. Um, again, we say this all the time. Let's talk movies is about everybody. It's not just about Miguel and I, I mean, it's, we want to hear your thoughts. We want to talk to you guys. So please drop your rating, uh, drop your thoughts and, uh, let us know what you thought. So art gave it an 8.0. I really was, I was sitting at a seven the first time. And then even kind of today I was thinking about it. And I was like, ah, uh, I was sitting, I was sitting at a, I was sitting at a 7.0 leaving that theater. And that's a good seven. Right. Oh, it was it was no like bad 7.0 but after watching the second time and watching all the good scenes that i loved it in it i was like you know what? i'll give it a 7.8 don't the mob mentality and the pacing and the um i would say like the exposition throughout the movies kind of didn't 
kind of lost it for me, so to speak. Yeah. Because again, when we when I was coming in this movie, I was expecting purely and simply carnage and just yeah. pure rage. But when I rewatched it on Peacock, I noticed that shit didn't hit the fan all that much until like 30 minutes left. It did not feel like an hour and 40 40 oh, some it, minutes. It felt short. That was the other thing that kind of caught me off guard. It felt very short. But mm-hmm. I also felt that way about 2018 and I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. I don't feel that way anymore at all. So um so I don't know. Uh let's see. My mom says 2018 didn't have so much comedy, did it? People were outright laughing, especially the car door shooting. Yeah, Vanessa. Um, but I guess it's equal to all the butter the babysitter spilled. Oh Annie spilling butter all over herself. It did have comedy, but I I don't know. I thought Kills had more comedy. I really did. And a lot of people were like, this was so dark and serious. And it was. It was dark and serious. Mm-hmm. But I really thought that there was a lot more comedy in kills than there was. And I thought it landed better. It was better comedy in kills. Like it was actual laughing. I actually laughed a few times. Yeah. Um, even when, when little John is walking with the, 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 the chef's knife through the room mm-hmm. and he walks by himself in the mirror and he goes, huh. yeah, yeah. And he likes it like little things like that. There was, there was levity and there was pretty good comedy. I um, died laughing whenever they find out someone broke in and, Little John pulls out the charcuterie knife. <laughs> That's not a knife. That ain't a knife. He says, well, we're going to get him. I said, with what? It ain't a, <laughs> it ain't a cheese or a sausage. Uh, where are we going with this? I said, good luck. Okay, I'm honestly, man, you deserve to get stabbed in the armpit walking no. up to a fight with that. <laughs> Art says, are you guys going to do a Peacock watch along before the month is up? Um, It would be tough. Maybe. I wouldn't want to like risk getting red flagged. You know what I mean? What mean? Copyright. Well, we would just we... do a com- we would do a commentary the same way. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, okay. Yeah. That's fair. I didn't yeah. want to I mean, risk we... like, us getting like marked no, or whatever. No, we, we can't ever show the movie just because we'll get copyright. I mean, they'll Universal would kill us. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I we we'll, we'll definitely we will do a commentary at some point. I don't know. I can't guarantee. You. I don't want to make you the promise that it'll be this month. But like I said, we will. Um, we will start doing more with the purely and simply evil show, and we will do a commentary for Halloween Kills later on as well. Um, Halloween Best Kills says kills. I'm not sure what you mean. Um, the kills were incredible, uh, and there was a whole lot of it. Uh, but so yeah, guys, that is our spoiler review and discussion of Halloween Kills. We liked it. Um, and if anything, we cannot wait until Halloween ends. On the um, road, I I Halloween ends. I know we are finally on the hype train. Uh, to ha- part of me was kind of sad. I was like, man, all of this hype to Halloween Kills is over. And then another part of me was like, but we still have an entire other year of it. <laughs> like it's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? We're still yeah. going to be rocking and rolling on our way to Halloween ends. So, guys, thank you so 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 much for hanging out with us. We are almost at two and a half hours into this show. Um, you guys are the best. Please be sure if you're watching after the fact, leave us a comment. Let us know your rating. Let us know what you thought of Halloween Kills. Um, this is a spoiler review, but if you're going to post spoilers in the comments, please uh, leave you know the little space bar thing and you know try to try to at least kind of cover it up and conceal it a little bit um, because I know pe- some people still have not seen the film but that is going to do it for episode number 45 of Let's Talk Movies guys thank you so much for hanging out with us new episodes of Let's Talk Movies podcast drop every single Monday and Friday at 8pm Eastern Standard Time uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at We Talk the Movies we're also on TikTok uh, and we're going to start posting some more on TikTok too I promise <laughs> 
<laughs> that's one of our things that we've been trying to work on as well. Um, and I promise you, we will get more purely and simply evil shows rolling. I promise you that. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Peace.